Good evening. I hope you are sitting comfortably and that you have steeled yourselves for what you are about to experience. A podcast so directionless, you'll need a map and a guide just to make it through this intro. Should you survive the untamed wilderness of the fog of vaping, the profanity of politics, the gore of gaming, and the ever-twisting and undulating non-sequiturs, then you can say you have proudly navigated and survived your journey inside the minds of the Rambling Vapors. Right. And we are back once again. Welcome to... Oh, fuck. Every time. Every goddamn time, what episode? Okay, welcome back to the Rambling Vapors. We'll find out what episode number is when Bungle's finished checking on his phone. I That's think it's episode seven. Season two, episode seven might yeah. be right, actually. Yeah. That's it is shame. correct. That's, sh- that's really seven. shameful that the guest whose first time it is on the show. Well, I, I was looking at Podbean today, so uh, yeah, so I was listening to episode six, so this must be episode seven. There uh, you go. There we go. Finding um, out what you're getting yourself into by being here. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. So welcome to episode seven of Rambling Vapors with myself, Bungle, and we have the delights of our good friend, Benny Boy Saxon. Oh, hello. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, um, uh, a new guest for you guys out there. To uh, I'm sure you're getting bored of the sound of Ian. <laughs> no, he seems to be um, the actually Ian, guest, Ian, so. is our, Ian is our most popular guest. Yeah, so you've got big boots to fill there, Ben. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not going to try and emulate Ian. He's, I don't think he's, he's got a lot to say for himself. He yeah. is one of a kind. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it's always fun watching him get into an argument with people on Facebook as well. Yeah. That was fun. The one on Endo's um, latest status. Oh, I chuckled at that. Uh, the one you're saying about um, being bored in regards to the history of art. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got into a long one there, didn't he? That was fun. I don't... See, I don't really engage in that way anymore. I don't engage in them. I, I just enjoy reading it. <laughs> I, I I, think my time for long internet arguments has passed, really. I think and I save it... I kind of pick my battles and save it for stuff I really, really, really care about. And otherwise, I just kind of let it wash over me, and I just I don't mean, have the energy. It's getting... It, like, this is getting very serious very quickly, but modern <laughs> internet argument... 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 Uh, Argument. Arguments Argument. are pretty much the why we are where we are right now in the world. Like the internet, as good as good as much good as it has done, and don't get me wrong, I love the internet. I love the information accessibility that the internet brings. Mm. But with the good things that brings, it brings a lot of toxicity and a lot of negativity. And it's really highlighted that by and large everyone on this planet is to some degree a fucking asshole well i mean it's it's difficult isn't it because you there's you got you got several aspects to break down there so first of all you've got the fact that anonymity makes people feel yeah. brave well, and also like feel like they can I speak sp- with no consequences i, I suppose i suppose a, a better way for me to put it rather than just everyone in is at some level an asshole yeah it's more a better a more accurate way to put it would be at some level everyone thinks someone else is an asshole yeah 
Like, everyone thinks something about someone, it, like, they're a bit of an asshole. Yeah. And because everyone thinks that about everyone, and now there's anonymity, and you can tell someone they're an asshole without you knowing, without them knowing it was you telling them they're an yeah, asshole. I Everyone's just, so. like, calling each other on the things that they think about each other are asshole Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the internet. Which worst. basically makes, makes my first statement true, is the fact that everyone is secretly kind of a little bit of an asshole. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> That's that's in all of us, isn't it? Yeah, no, but I know. Like, but what I'm saying is brought that to the fore. That's where I'm getting with it. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. But I, I think also a big part of the problem is that, like, if you think about the kind of um, opinions that people have on the internet, and some people have, like, crazy opinions, like, you know, proper, like, nutso conspiracy theorist type people. I, the prob- and the, 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 and the, Overkin. They well yeah. <laughs> don't uh, don't yeah. get Overkin going. Um, no, I'm off. not going to get into that right now because that's a whole other thing. We'll save that for part two. Like people with people with strong opinions and very niche opinions, and you know people you know people who still harbour um, you know archaic. extreme yeah archaic like um, racist beliefs and you know all kinds of all kinds of crazy beliefs that have no foundation in truth or science or whatever. So everybody's grandparents. That, um well I mean I don't like no, to, no. I don't like to pigeonhole older generations like that but yeah I mean that 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 generation at least sure but yeah. but I mean General. but I mean young people as well you know if you think oh, yeah, about yeah. if you think about the alt right movement for example well yeah I mean it, I mean it 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 kind of allows people to to congregate in a place where they can have their opinion validated in a way that would never have happened before. So you might have some, you know, like lonely, lonely <coughs> young man living in. Like, this is proper stereotypical now, but like a lonely young man who's like a geeky guy and he's socially awkward and he's living in his mum's basement and he harbors racist views, right? And in previous times before the internet, you'd never have known that because he yep. keep them to himself. But now he's got a voice. He doesn't necessarily need to even socially interact properly to give that voice, but. He can go on, you know. 4chan. He can, go, <laughs> he can go to whatever dark corner of the internet he chooses to go to and it's find not other dark, people with that opinion. Is, it's not a dark corner. It's a really bright one. It's called Reddit. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a whole other thing. And I have a bit of an issue with the Reddit admins for not dealing with places like the Donald, which is clearly yeah. a, a place where violence is incited, yeah. racism is encouraged all that kind of crazy shit and they're still being very because it makes them money at the end of the day it gets oh, them yeah, clicks yeah. and views and, yeah. and makes their advertising more effective so it's really fucked up but you know what I'm saying is is that is like polarised viewpoints and extreme viewpoints people people can find each other with those crazy viewpoints and they get together and they just reinforce their own crazy views and then they feel like they're validated because they're all together with that stupid viewpoint and yeah, yeah. it just, just makes it so much worse because then they're like, oh, other people agree with me, so I must be right. As It gives them a greater level of confidence in that ridiculous, you know, whatever it is. It's just really fucked. Um, <laughs> no, I completely agree. And that, so, yeah, welcome to episode uh, seven <laughs> of the Rambling Papers. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> we are non sequitur, like, yeah. very heavy today, apparently. Well, yeah. you. you it's, you asked it's, me about the internet, so uh, this. Is, I, I should this al- is I should internet. also mention we have we have the silent majority here today being played by the part of Bungle's brother. Mm. Yeah. Say hello. Hello. 
But is <laughs> he the silent him. majority, though? And is he the moral majority? Yeah, it's, these are very tricky questions. <laughs> <laughs> you flummoxed me, damn it. Uh, damn I'm it. sorry. They, they are. They yeah. are tricky questions. Yeah. So we've got, uh, as you can probably tell, we've got a bit of a, an action-packed action-packed show yeah, yeah you know full of karate kicks and flips and high octane car chases cute um, inputting of random kung fu sound effects throughout the entire episode no <laughs> maybe give more, you an extra like, job like wacky races style uh all that kind of stuff well like boing, boing. yeah 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 you should have brought your automaton oh man i'll be playing the role of dick dastardly through this uh <laughs> this episode <laughs> Um, so I'll just be chuckling away like Muttley in the background. I'm pretty. You bad. can't. You can't now. You're not hairy anymore. No. No. Yes. Yeah, uh, I feel like uh, that's 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 an immediate topic, right? Because yeah. Well, people. No, obviously... This is something I wanted to bring up in the op- in the open one because I'm going to put links to it on our site. Yes. Uh, and I'll link also in the show notes. Um, Bungle is doing Movember. Yeah. He, he's yeah. he's a, he is the beardless wonder right now. He's, um, yep. he's clean shaven. How long has it been since you were clean shaven? Well, since the um, first, so two days, three days. Well, when I, I shaved on the night of the thirty first, and before then, I hadn't had a wet shave in over eight years. Eight years. Yep. So it would have been 2009 yep. when you were last clean shaven. Yep, when I was with my ex-wife. I, when we talk <laughs> Well, the less said about that, the better. Yeah. yeah when, um, when we were talking about this earlier, I realised mm. I haven't... I have had a beard for over half my life now. Yeah, I mean, you... you. I remember meeting you when you were, what, 16? Well, no, I was, fi- I was technically... No, I was sixteen when you first, you guys first met and me. And you were, you were I was technically. How can you technically be an age? You are an age. No, I lied about my age. Yeah, but it doesn't mean like no, no. Those ones isn't. So I technically, like, t- I was sixteen, but everyone thought yeah. I was seventeen. But I remember, yeah. I remember meeting you for the first time, and you were basically Zangief from from Street Fighter. <laughs> you know, you were, you were, you know, you were quite a big guy, and you were already hairy in a number of ways. And um, you didn't have a beard that was as massive as it is no. now. It wasn't as long, but like you had a beard. I remember that very distinctly. And uh, yeah, you, that's why uh, I could lie about my age. That's your because you're of like Eastern European heritage, aren't you? Uh, so, Hungarian. Hungarian. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Bungle's beardedness. Yeah. Lack of. Lack of beardedness. Yeah. So Bungle's doing uh, Movember. Movember for prostate cancer. Um, what particular charity uh, is it? Uh, the well, the Movember Foundation do things all to do with men's health, so men's cancers, so such as testicular and prostate cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, stuff towards mental health for men uh, in regards to obviously, there's a high amount of men who suffer from mental ill health. For well, I don't know the correct phase, whether that is it. I don't know. Um, um, yeah, yeah, mental mental health issues. I guess yeah. would be the is, would be the term. I know, and I think I like the um, what well, one of the statistics is three in every four suicides is actually a male. Uh-huh. Um, so they're it's, doing things to try and help suicide prevention the, in young the, males. I think it's the biggest mm. killer of. It's something like it's the biggest killer in the UK of men under fifty. Uh, it's like also that. the biggest killer of Japanese males between the age of twenty and fifty mm. is suicide. Mm. Uh, so yeah, they're doing basically the funds are all going towards helping those sort of causes. Um, that's really so, yeah. good. Yeah, that's great stuff, man. Yeah. I think See, we. Yeah, I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this. I'm gonna get a lot of stick for this, but I'm gonna say, like, breast cancer pisses me off. It gets no, no, a lot more publicity. It gets than a lot. A lot of it gets a lot more publicity. Right. It gets 
a, like a lot more publicity like you if you like think about a cancer charity chances are the first one that's going to come to you re- is cancer research uk mm. but if you look at what most of their like i don't know are they race do they do the race for life yeah race for it, life yeah which is a breast cancer awareness thing if you look well at, no no race no, for no, life it's, is it's, for it's all not cancers. actually it's not really? because no because okay. um because my sister did um race for life but her the reason for her running was because of my dad who died I, last year yeah, and, and he same. had um, uh, glioblastoma, multiform brain cancer, also known as a GBM. Yeah, I know what. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, I know a lot of and, and she ran, yeah. she ran fit. So it's not just about breast cancer. It is yeah. a, it is a, a, a women only I suppose I've run. Been over- but it's not, it's not just about female cancer. I've, I I've over, I, I think to- I've probably been really oversaturated by I've been watching a lot of WWE and a lot of American TV yeah and the only cancer you see is breast cancer I mean this is the thing and it's not so obviously like awareness of cancer and fundraising for cancer is not is is always a good thing yeah yeah no and I'm not saying it's not but the thing about the thing about breast cancer is is that it's marketable it well it's it's not it's not necessarily just that it's been, it's marketable. It's the fact that it has been heavily marketed and leveraged as such, and a lot of that is to do with. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the Susan G. Komen. Komen, yeah, no, this is where my problem this stems is the, from. Yeah, she's the she, that that foundation is who WWE work with. Yeah. for their their cancer awareness. Yeah, and this is the problem. It's an awareness charity. Yeah, not a scientific fund. So. Like virtually not the fucking funds go to well, anything. yeah. I mean, there's because it's about when there's been a number fuck, of kind know. of you know investigations into them, and it turns out that you know They're very little of fuck. their yeah, and 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 awareness I think can only take you so far because we've had all kinds of you know over the since the ins- since you know social media became a really big thing like in Facebook you've had loads of kind of what you'd call what you'd term slacktivism campaigns and what we've learned from that is that awareness only takes you so far because a lot of people say you know I've done my bit for awareness and then they get kind of self-satisfied with that yeah, yeah, yeah. but they never actually take any real action so you you end up with like oh everybody's aware of it but <laughs> does, has that really helped I mean yeah. it's uh, you know you, you kind of question how far that how far that can take you but I think with the Susan G. Komen stuff, it's really become like a cor- a big corporate entity. Yeah, and very much you know, it's why it's, do you think WWE? Did it's got like it's got to the point where like you know everyone in the for the whole month of September or whatever, you know, all of the players in the NFL are wearing pink. Yeah, and it's like WWE it's a huge, have WWE have a, a, their middle yeah. rope pink. Yeah. Um, yeah. loads of other shit it's a huge thing it's like they actually created like yeah. title belts but for... how much good is it actually doing you know none, you have to none, you have to, you have to question this and yeah I mean it's it's kind of the worst aspects of of supposedly charity organisations in like a free market capitalist America. environment you know what I mean you know you you, you you would like to think that, that charities would be set up and run by people consistently who have you know the 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 benefit of other people who are suffering in mind but there are inevitably people who will try and co-op that for their own gain and I think it's always you know about, it's uh, always about money organizations in a capitalist like that, environment it's always yeah. about money That's, yeah <laughs> absolutely wow this really is yeah, heavy really quickly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know where this is oh, where man. this is uh, coming from. But... Um, I think I'm too stoned for this amount of heavy, man. Oh, <laughs> well, oh man. To, okay, to, to bring it back to bring <laughs> it back to some more lighter. Actually, um, for once, we actually have a 
a guest on who is another vapor. I this, uh, this Dave's is, a vapor. I mean, yeah, but Dave's been on once. Yeah, true. And hey, you vape. Yeah, it's I, not full time. Yeah. Like it's kind of like a I part. vape. I mean, I. I like vaping. I don't really know that much about it, so I'm kind of well, coming, no, but it's coming interesting. Here as... It's interesting to hear, like, so, like, everyone always hears about, like, we obviously know all about vaping, very into vaping, yeah. as a kind of, a ho- like, the hobbyist vaping yeah. level. But it's also, like, it's interesting to hear other points of, like, other, other style, like, from other people that vape, because not everybody vapes the same. So... No. Like you kind of what vape predominantly socially, but yeah. you are an ex smoker. Yeah, but I was always kind of a social smoker, so yeah. it's like it's kind of replaced that. And I the base the way vaping for me started was basically what would happen was so when back you know um, up until about. 2010 I would be you know occasionally buying tobacco but mainly nicking cigarettes off people when I was drinking so yeah. I wasn't much of a smoker I... in terms of you know I wouldn't I wouldldn't smoke if I wasn't drinking but then I would if I was out well, if I was out for a few drinks how long have, like how long have you given how long has it been since you gave a weed uh oh that was I know it's that's been a almost long 10 time. years now. yeah yeah that's almost 10 years yeah. so 2008 and that was actually because I started having panic attacks, but that's another story. Um, But anyway, um, the reason why I started um, vaping was because, yeah, I was a social smoker and then I gave that up and then more and more people were vaping on a night out and I was kind of like, I kind of get that feeling of like fancying a cigarette, but I didn't really want to smoke because smoking cigarettes made me feel ill. So then I was like, I just started nicking people's vapes and just just huffing on them. And then eventually, <laughs> and then eventually, people will start going. You should really get your own fucking vape. <laughs> Stop getting your spit all over my vape. And that's so exactly how Chris that, ended up getting one as well. I was going to say well. that's exactly how Barlow ended up. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, Tony, who's my other half, mm-hmm. um, gave me uh, one of her spare tanks and. Um, batteries and she just she just gets like ego um, style cartomizers yeah just like yeah that's that's what they yeah, are mouth like, lung. Okay. Mouth, it's typical mouth lung kind of silica wick type okay. ego all the technical terms all the technical terms I, yeah. I'm learning I'm learning already um, but anyway yeah she just gets like cheap eBay jobs yeah and um, she just gave well, me she gave me a spare tank and I put some vape liquid in it she always uses menthol which I hate fair enough I, mm. she always smoked menthol cigarettes when she was a yeah, smoker yeah so did I and I I just cannot it just really it's just really harsh so yeah I bought some like uh, strawberry jam vape liquid and put some in that and that's yeah that's how I got going and I've only had my own for like a few months but I like to vape when I'm having a few drinks I like to vape when I'm gaming as well yeah it's it's quite a satisfying it's really nice to be able to that's one thing I definitely like is being able to because I never used to smoke indoors especially not around my computer or anything Mm. like that but in this house anyway your last house yeah last house I used to smoke indoors because we used to hotbox that shit yeah fucking but no this this place I don't smoke indoors and it's really nice to be able to sit while I'm working or whatever and just be hoofing on a vape constantly because I would look like like today when actually no I shouldn't today when I was working um, hmm. 
Air quotes. Air quotes. <laughs> By well, I took the I took the I took a half day anyway, um, and I played Dark Souls three ah. for like the latter part of the afternoon, um, and yeah, like I just have my array of vapes next mm-hmm. to me, and then every so often I'm just like, yeah. That's- I mean, the only room I vape in the entire house is my, my office. Yeah, it's basically I shut the door. Yeah, because last time when I was gaming in the bedroom before I moved the PC into the spare room, um, we don't have a door on the room at the moment uh, I was vaping away and then all of a sudden I just hear beep 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 beep, beep. oh fuck off have I just set off our smoke alarm because <laughs> I was just huffing out just vape constantly while just gaming but now we can shut the door in the office and the amount of times I've been sitting there going I need to open the window. Yeah, I'm finding. But how can it even? How can it even set off a smoke? Is it like an optical? I think it must be an optical. It's one that's fitted by the council. So yeah, it's gonna be a generic, cheap. Because it can't be. It can't be heat, right? Because no, it's I've, not be heat hey, I've set off my smoke alarms, yeah. and they're not cheap. Like I don't have smoke alarms anymore because I constantly set the fire. Wow, that's off. that's the like way... that's, that's fiery death waiting to happen yeah. right there. <laughs> I, I I I trust but you. That... You accept that? You accept I, that? I, no, risk. I just trust that I will wake up when there's a, so when I was seven our house burnt down and I woke up and like set, like put my dad out of the fire and was all hero guy um, so I'm hero pretty confident guy. that I will wake up if there was a fire because I'm very wow. fucking paranoid about that shit now that's a biopic in the making isn't it <laughs> yeah no like yeah I yeah in fact do you remember the um, campaign that was around like tail end of the 90s early noughties about not fitting your smoke alarm at an angle no, I don't remember that. At well, all. there was a big campaign put out right. by the fire service, and that was triggered by the fire at our house and a couple of others. Because if you old style smoke alarms, if you fitted them at an angle, they mm. wouldn't go off when the smoke hit them. Because our smoke alarms didn't go off for that very reason. That's weird. Because we fit, yeah. we had it fitted uh, on the landing, like the the roof above the landing, where mm. it just started angling. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, there you go. I mean, it, it doesn't really apply to modern smoke alarms, but back in the nineties when everything no, was shit, but they all worked in the same basic principles. <laughs> no, everything was great back in the nineties. Uh, do you remember the nineties? Yeah, they they sucked. Everything was fantastic, dude. Yeah, I had a great time. Color changing T-shirts. Yes, global hypercolor. That's the one. Yeah, they were Spliffy they were the fucking bombs. Spliffy jeans. Yeah, now you're getting into it. <laughs> Road Actually, jumbo I, I would, I would, I would, I would kill for a pair of. You know, you can still buy roads. Yeah, I've seen them yeah. online, man. I but they're like seventy to... quid. I know. It's I like know. what? I remember they were thirty quid from Colt Clover. Oh man, yeah. Back in I, the day, like I've seen a pair of spliffy jeans going on eBay for about three hundred pounds. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I mean, there was a little bit of temptation. Yeah, I've got a pair not. of. Um, is it like the? Is it Bernies or something? The big, the other ones who did flares. With a B, yeah, I'll try that, Ben. I'm not sure. Oh, what that's tiny, yeah. It's a it's mouth to longer. Uh, well, yeah, so what yeah, give press? it a oh. just a little button on the top. <laughs> what flavor is that? It's like a black currant minty thing. Okay, it's a bit... I'll try it again. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little me one, little mouth to long high nicotine thing. It's quite so... birdie. Really? Yeah. It's relatively quite harsh. Yeah, well, it is 18 milligram nicotine, yeah, and so you, it's really, really Were you hitting it like the go. dripper? Yeah, no, I, I do. No. no. No, you could. I'm not stupid. Well, 
That's up for debate. We'll find but, out. No, I was saying about the vaping side of things. Yeah. It's like <laughs> mouth to lunging, like any Wee. kind of vaping is good. And like so you're saying, because well, you only use it predominantly socially, but that's, yeah. it's kind of good because you, like you said, you were a social smoker. So mm. it's achieving its goal and it's giving you something which means you're not going to eventually give in to that nicotine craving. Or yeah. not so much that nicotine craving, but that cigarette craving. Well, I don't really have, I don't really have that though. I well, just, you, uh, you I think just, you said, uh, you, that that thing where you were saying when I'm out and about and I, I just kind of think oh I could go for a cigarette that that's it it might be to a much lesser degree but that is literally a serious smoker all they're thinking is oh I could really go for a cigarette it's just a lot more pronounced yeah, yeah there's different degrees so. of that craving definitely yeah it's not really yeah I don't, I don't know it's just something that you do you still smoke cigars occasionally yeah I do I had one at um, Dave's wedding actually um, I remember Dave um, hiding the cigar and joint when his parents came over to see us in the smoking <laughs> area at his wedding yeah. <laughs> that was brilliant did he yeah he's yeah. just like oh shit uh, hi dad yeah. I mean yeah, it's his this, wedding it's weird uh, yeah yeah but Man. he's his folks really against yeah, him. Yeah, I know, I know. Because they know he vapes now, and they think, "Oh, good, he's quit smoking completely." Right. And they have no idea that he smokes pot. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you know. So like, we're all sitting there getting absolutely blazed while his parents are like talking to us, and yeah. like, they've he just could have just made it out to be like a holiday thing. Yeah, yeah, but it's legal there. It was it hilarious. Is. The um, the woman who owned the place smoking with us though. Yeah, you, <laughs> that was a bit strange. You know, this country is going to fuck when America is ahead of us. It, well, I mean, yeah. On some things, yes, but... Um, well, on one thing. But the last on the other hand, they banned it first, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's still illegal here. Yeah. But... I, I am mean, talking about weed, not vaping. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it might as well not be. What, weed? Here. For yeah. all practical yeah, purposes. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, it's everywhere. If like, you I want mean, it, if you want it, you can get it easily Yeah, enough. yeah. I, I, like, I can't remember the last time I heard any... Actually, no, I can remember the last time I heard someone getting busted for weed. Uh, my friend Mark's f- neighbour was growing and he had 250 plants. Yeah, but that's like... If it's a serious grow operation, I think that's, you know, that's a different thing to, like, just buying an eighth now and then. If you want to just buy an eighth now and then, you I can think do you that. Should, I, like, I you think can, you should be fine you to can, grow, like, five can, or six plants. Yeah, and you can smoke it wherever. Like, I smell it all the time on the oh, street. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, no one gives... I mean, Cambridge is... No one Cambridge is quite, like... Cambridge like, is very... Walk through Romsey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Drive past Romsey. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when you're walking time. through, like, Romsey, that's where like, you can't walk more than five metres without... I mean... Someone that is smoking. where every weed dealer in Cambridge. I mean, lives. but it's yeah. everywhere. Like I was at, I was at my, I was at like work drinks earlier before I came here. Yeah, and we were sitting in the grain store with the window open, and we smelled weed coming through the window from outside. <laughs> and it was just like it's everywhere. Yeah, it's just a fact. I mean, if there ever was a war on drugs, it's lost. Oh yeah, so <laughs> far beyond us. Uh, it just like weed is everywhere. No, you, no, there, there wasn't. The, like Vietnam, there was no war. There was a police action. Well, sure, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, my point is, it may as well not be illegal because you can get it anywhere, and you can get away with smoking it. And even if you get caught smoking it, it's not really nothing's going to happen. No. It's like That's fine. You're only in trouble if you're growing 250 plants in a like, house and you're like I, tapping the I swear to god I electricity swear, from the, you know. I swear to god the only reason I got my job is cuz I'm a stoner because the two guys that interviewed me are the two biggest fucking stoners I know. Wow. <laughs> Just like yeah, I like they must have picked up a vibe. Well, so <laughs> when I had my um interview at my previous job, um I 
I was stoned when I went for that interview, and I had a phone call thirty minutes later from my um from the uh, employment agency saying mm. they really liked you. You've got the job. Just keep doing what you did at the interview, and I was just like, "Well, that means I've got to be stoned every fucking day." Uh, Amazing. And uh, I pretty much was. I remember. Was, uh, so we went. We were working out the Bolton office, and uh, my workmate came to pick me up. And when we drive, he, we drove to Bolton, and literally on the drive to Bolton, we smoked like five very, very potent spliffs. And then arrived at the office and had to do a day's work. Oh, my God. So it was literally, uh, yeah, we're going to book this office out for a meeting, get McDonald's, sit in office, have meeting, air quotes. I mean, one thing that I could never do when I was stoned, when I used to get stoned, was do any kind of work. I'm really good at my work. Yeah, I just couldn't. Well, I suppose it depends. I can. I'm really good at working on code and writing code when I'm stoned. But if I need to do like a really rep- like quite the converse, you'd think. Mm. But when I need to do a really mundane, repetitive task, mm. I hate it. I hate mm. it so much. I hate it so much. Yeah. It's the worst thing in the world. But, yeah. um, I found when I was dealing with um, doing customer support, well, customer IT support of all mm. things as well. Wait, yeah. wait, no. um, wasn't it customer IT support for people with learning disabilities? Yes. Well, no, not just learning disabilities, all disabilities. All so disabilities, okay. With that, it's like, some of them are going to be basically just speaking to you like you're an absolute piece of trash. Just like, I must, if I'm not stoned for this, I'm probably going to yell at them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I might as well just be in there and be mellow. I mean, I got very stressed out of that place. Uh, and I had one comment at the next place, which was the one that said, you were great, be like you were in the interview, so I was stoned all the time. But hmm. I had a comment from my uh, line manager saying, that was you are the most laid-back person I have ever met. Hmm. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, nothing seems to bother you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, you, someone asks you to do something, you're like, yeah, I'll do that, it's fine. I'll get on with it. Yeah. It's just like, I don't let anything get on. It's like, yeah, that's just how I am. Yeah, I mean... Not at all the heming red eye. The fact that I had eye drops on my desk at work. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, for dry eyes, the air con. Yeah. Oh. oh, you can tell our office is full of stoners because we... the um, There's a cafe uh, down... Oh, shit. There's a cafe down at the... Uh, you know where the bus depot is down near Cambridge North? Yeah. Yeah. What's the fucking road called? Cowley Road. Cowley Road. Yeah, so there's a the bus depot down there has got a cafe in it, and mm. because we do, like, we were just over the road from them and everything, we used to go in there and use their cafe, and they have a burger named after us, the the, the company name Burger. Right. I'm not going to say my company name. <laughs> um, although my company know who they are. Um, but, it, yeah, it's the company name Burger. Insert right. company, like, you know, like a... Insert company name here in yeah, square brackets. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the burger consists of a piece of fried chicken. Yeah. Two pieces of bacon. Yeah. A hash brown. Onion rings. Fried egg. Lettuce. And then you can have the option to have it with a beef burger in there as well. Wow. That's um. That's stoner food. That's something. It's yeah. It's it's cardiac. I would ju- eat that right ver- now. It's mm. so good. Several times over. Yeah, it's so good, and it's only four pound fifty. Bargain. Noise. Noise. Um. Anyway, so bringing it back to some more kind of rational talk. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, I thought I'd uh, kind of do the 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 usual kind of like what I've been vaping. We'll do the what I've been vaping segment, um, and then we'll kind of segue in. 
I'm debating whether to leave the article till we come back from the break. Yeah, do that oh, for the break. fucking hell, if I knock that thing up. I've knocked my vape over like so many times already. It's imperfect. I keep leaving it imperfect. Fucking can't. Is that the really be- expensive one that you were yeah, showing me earlier? Yeah, yeah, it's my Axis oh Vape my M17. Yep. Yeah, I knock that. I know, I know, I know. It's the worst. You've oh. already marked it once. Come on. I know. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm really struggling to. There we go. Use a computer to try and get to Audacity to see okay. how long we've been recording. Um, okay, yeah. So we've been going about half now. Yeah, time flies when you're having time fun. Does fly. Um, so Ooh. yeah, I'll definitely save the article till we come back from the break. Yeah. Um, so what I was going to say is I was going to run through the uh, what I've been vaping section. Um, in fact, I think largely all do. We can all take part. Yeah, I don't um, think I've got any new juice since. Well, I'm not about new juice, but what have you been vaping on recently? Um, well, one new juice I actually did pick up was um, Fog Fiend, which is a pineapple and Coulard thing made by um, Isig Wizards. It's one of their own brand, 8020. Uh, that's quite refreshing. I had that yeah. going through my Amit for a bit. Um, which I've left at work. Weren't you... You should big up your brother since he sat there. Weren't you uh, yeah, vaping like, some of his juice? Vaping some of his juice. Which is actually really... Like, Bungle Let Me Try it is really nice, by the way. Which one was it? Uh, the one you gave us in the um, Zap bottle. <laughs> smells smells like lychee lemonade because that's what was in the bottle previously. It was like blueberry or What something. was it? Yeah, it was a mixture of blueberry, strawberry... <laughs> And raspberry, blueberry, strawberry, raspberry. Okay, vanilla cream. Yeah. Ah, vanilla cream. Okay, so a nice I've got, fruit salad. I've got one that I made recently in there, which is um, I call it Stardust. Uh, it's a kind of take on the Rocket Man by uh, One Hit Wonder. So it's blueberry Greek yogurt, um, a little bit of vanilla milkshake, and um, like granola. What on earth? How on earth do you get all those flavors into one vape? This is this is like this is ridiculous. Witchcraft. It's artisan. It's it, not it like vape, vape juice is an artisan thing. I know. Really, I is. got a um. Which I, can't, I cannot for the life of me remember what brand it is, but but Tony got me a gift of a couple of uh, vape juices recently, and one of them is like a maple pecan, and it tastes amazing. I it's ridiculous. I have it's a so vape. Good. I don't know if I've still got it, but I made a vape that was maple pecan popcorn. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, I've also did one that was uh, maple pecan. It was a maple pecan bourbon brownie. Wow. Um, if you like maple pecan, try some of this one. Oh, okay. If you insist. Um, Where do I press so, uh, Button on the bottom. Okay. In the insert, what else have you been vaping, Bung? Um, well, still going through my um, OR33 Summit, which is what Ben's currently vaping. Oh, my God. That's lovely. <laughs> It's one of the ones I got while in Portland. Yep. Um, That's delicious. Pretty much finished up all 120 mils of the uh, Vapors Treats ice cream cake because that's my uh, shit. I fucking (laughs) love that stuff. Um, Chocolate Milk by Ninja Uh, Man. I was trying to remember what that was. I was looking to buy some of that the other day. It's so fucking Which is basically tastes like um, Yazoo. Um, it even it has the same sort of texture if you're drinking Yazoo, so it's got that slightly wow powdery feel to it, slightly Nesquicky even. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a really interesting but really well made. Oh. Uh, and yeah, um, the one my brother made with all the the fruits and cream. Um, uh, myself, I picked up a because <clears throat> I always have bought new shit. Um, I picked up a couple of new mods and a new tank. Have I got a new RDA since then? 
I don't think so. I think, did I have the dead rabbit last time? I think it did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, so I picked up... Because I bought the Purge mod last time, hadn't I? Yeah. Yeah. So since then, I've picked up a second Cartel Revenant, uh, the new Envy edition, like the black one, with like a really nice kind of blue-green effect. Um, I also picked up a Squid Industries Double Barrel version 2.1. Um, and sitting atop that at the moment is the Manta RTA. Um, I've also been vaping, again, my Purge Twisted mod with the Rebel Recoil on top. Um, I've got the Dead Rabbit on top of the new Revenant. And I'm also vaping um, my Armageddon... Um, fucking hell, what the hell is it called? Apocalypse V2 RDA on top of my Axis Vapes M17 and Ben for the evening is borrowing my drag black resin with the skill RDA by uh, Twisted Messes and someone else I forget who um, <laughs> and juice wise I've been on Stee- uh, Straw Beezy which is what used to be Steez Cake by uh, Aaliyah and what's it that used to work at Dot Mod now do Wake uh, the weight tank and the weight juice company stuff um, vaping the last of Dobro Dobro's Boston Cream out of the Dead Rabbit uh, I've got Anarchist Green in the uh, Apocalypse and uh, yeah the Steez Cake stuff is in the um, Manta RTA and lastly I've got Dinner Lady's Summer Range Cola Minty thing in the Rebel Mm, so yeah, that's thing. what that is what I've been vaping, which is a shit ton. Always. I keep trying to have like less mods on the go at once. I just want like one or two, and I seem to not be able to keep it under five for anything longer. Because you than a own too many. Like, oh, which one should I choose now? I really want this one, but I also I also have like want, a fuck ton, metric ton of juice to get through, and I keep getting ideas to make juice, and I'm like, oh, I need something fresh to vape that, and just yeah. <laughs> but I think like. You always seem to have a thing where you like to have lots of one thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I remember when... I can't remember which festival it was we went to, but you came to the festival and you had, like, four phones. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, but that was, like, for work and... Yeah, no, I had four phones because, like, it was battery thing, so if one died, I had another one. Yeah, but you also had, like, a... You had, like, a Naomi phone. Do you remember? Oh so you yeah, had but that one was the phone that only Naomi had the. Number no, it wasn't for. that only Naomi had the number for. It oh. was. It was that was uh, my work phone at the time. Right. And Naomi had the number for that. Right. And that one had that was like a that had the best battery life. Oh okay. So I left. I made. I said to Naomi like, if you can't call, like she was the only person that was going to call that number oh. because I wasn't expecting oh, anything okay, to work yeah. while I was away. Yeah. That's why it was but anyway, the Naomi anyway, it was kind of like a... Yeah. And just I of... just had loads of spare phones, so I was like, well, fuck it, I'll charge them all up, <laughs> and I'll bring them all with me, it's so I'll have like, a phone for each day. But it's day. still like... You understand how mental that looks, though, right? <laughs> Bringing four phones to a festival. <laughs> well, if you've got it, why not? Like, well, they just I mean, around. sure, but like... Just they... get a fucking burner and use that yeah. for the festival. You lose it, fuck them out of well, the phone. Well, no, the, no, it wasn't about losing it. It was literally about battery life. Dude, get like a Nokia burner phone. The battery on that will last you a yeah, fucking I know, but month. I, 
I just had four phones lying around. Yeah. And that I was working as, at, as I was you do. working at Virgin Media at the time, yeah. selling phones in a phone shop. So no, the, these phones were so lying had around. Access yeah. to I mean, phones. This isn't like a criticism of you. I'm just saying. I know. Like, I, I, I it seems a, to me that like there's I, a link between the fact that you brought four phones to a festival <laughs> and the fact that you've got like four or five vapes on the go at any one time. It's just like you like to collect stuff. You know yeah, what yeah, I'm no, completely. It's I like, like. I do it's like not collecting. A bad thing. How many Magic the Gathering cards do you have? I have. I have millions of Magic the Gathering cards. I have more Magic the Gathering than I have of anything else that I own. Wow. I I have spent... Uh, I don't I've want to prob- know the number. Uh, Probably I don't more know than you have the number, on vape but it's probably equal to what I've spent on vape gear, if not maybe more. Wow. I've got... So I've got like... <laughs> so you're big on gathering, One, two, basically, three, is what you're saying. Four, Five. I've got like ten boxes of my MTG upstairs. Mm. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. It's a lot, and like I have single cards that cost like single cards that cost me like forty pounds. Wow. Yeah. But you don't have a black lotus. No, because if I had a black lotus, I wouldn't be sitting here now. I'd be on a fucking beach in the Mediterranean because I'd have millions and millions of pounds. <laughs> Yeah. Like literally, so I know there's someone who um, works or worked in one of the charity shops in Cambridge who had a black lotus, uh, and it wasn't the really expensive one. It was like a second or third printing. It wasn't like the beta version, and she was selling that on eBay to pay for her wedding and her honeymoon and her house. Wow, that's like it was a deposit on a house, a wedding, and a honeymoon. Weird, isn't it? For one piece of card, yeah, and it's a card you can't even use in games anymore. Yeah, no, it's not even it's not even standard legal because it's too OP. It's the very kind of essence of like capitalism, where you know something is worth what someone will pay for it. You yeah, know? completely. It's, that's just wow. Well, it's like fucking skins in CS:GO. Yeah, and that shit. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. <clears throat> yeah, but anyway. You unlock a fucking rare knife. The first uh, thing you do. One, oh, oh, what have we got now? This is oh, Anarchist it's... Green, which is kind of Apple affair. Oh, this is your expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I'm a bit scared even holding this. Oh, it's, it's fine, it's fine. I know, but still, it's like. What you want to do is just grab the whiskey bottle and pour it all over it. I, I, I would, I would man check you so fucking hard. <laughs> man check. As opposed to that's, just check. That's lovely. Yeah. That, the, holding something like that expensive for one thing, that, it reminds me of um so that the when I was at uni no, no, not when I was at uni. It was it was um I did like a placement year and I did a placement year with an orchestra and um they had this microphone. It was one microphone, right? But it was surround sound in in one capsule. Wow. And it had like f- um, five different um, microphones inside the the one thing. So it was omnidirectional. And it had type. its own... Yeah, it was omnidirectional, but it was essentially recorded surround sound wow. just in one unit, right? And it was worth like... I can't remember, like £4,000 or something like that. Hell. And um, and it has its own base unit, right? So it has so it has these capsules, and then it has a it has like a combination like signal and power cable that runs to this big base unit that looks like a well, it's it's essentially like an amplifier and a you know it's like a signal processor box that comes with it. So it's all one big thing, um, and you get a big long cable that's nice. also really expensive. And um, yeah, XLR and, like, and, that, and that, just like handling that thing was terrifying. <laughs> and actually, actually, we uh, me and my my ma- so I was an intern, and me and my manager uh, managed to break it. 
<laughs> but but it was it was such a sensitive piece of kit. The way that we broke it was this is unbelievable, right? We basically broke it because of power surge, and the way that we power surged it was instead of turning the unit off with the switch on the unit, we turned it off at the wall first, and that was enough to wow to break it. Oh, and then it had to be sent off back to whatever crazy company, like it's really like specialist company as you can imagine, had to be sent all like off to like Germany or somewhere to be repaired. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, I felt awful because I'd actually, <laughs> I'd pressed the switch right, so I was like, oh my god, I've done like four grand's worth of damage to this company, <laughs> and like. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it's awful. And yeah. I just really and yeah, and also um, babies. So like holding other people's babies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, I, fuck well, that. I I just don't want to do it because I don't that's like even more. Them. That's even more so. Like because that's like it's you know, not. It's not scary. It's repulsive. It's repugnant. No, I mean, well, okay. Let's let's put aside your opinion there for a second <laughs> about babies. I don't mind babies, but holding someone else's baby is like. I'm holding a life that you've created and you've entrusted me with this and I'm a I'm a dropper. Okay. <laughs> let's let's just make that clear. Can right confirm now. Ben is a dropper. I am a dropper. I do not have good hand eye coordination. My my mum in recent years has started saying she's convinced that she's an undiagnosed dyspraxic. Right. You know what dyspraxia is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like dyslexia, but essentially being with your rubbish, hands. rubbish it. Uh, yeah. Just like dropping. It's basically it's physical dyslexia. And I'm becoming convinced that I'm like that as well. Okay. So like if I if someone gives me a baby to hold, I'm just like, I'm why are you doing this? I'm <laughs> gonna kill your child by accident. You do realise You're not gonna kill it, you're just gonna brain damage well, it, which is fine. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, oh, don't worry if you drop it. Babies are resilient, like their bones are soft and they just bend and they bounce back and I'm just like, Yeah, but still, I mean I wouldn't wanna be I dropped my cousin yeah. on I wouldn't head wanna, I wanna be responsible for <laughs> for damaging your child that you've spent nine months brewing and then however long, yeah. you know, trying to raise but it and in all fairness, they can just do it again. Sure. That's not really the point, though. <laughs> it's about the value of the thing that I'm. Yeah, holding. I get you it. Know I, get I, mean. I get it. I get it. I get it. I just, I just personally don't yeah. ascribe any value to. Anyway. My brother is actually a father of a one-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't ever give me your child to hold. It's simple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know what Ben's on about though. So like when when you first gave me Jacob to hold, I was just like, "Am I doing this right? I know that." <laughs> yes. He can't support his own head. Yeah. He he could just decide. I'm going to forget how to breathe for a little bit. It's like, oh, God, don't... Oh, God, this is like... Mm. Just rigid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's terrifying, basically. Yeah. Now he can hold his head up, it's fine. It's, yeah. Haven't got that fear of him just like... Whoa. It's yeah. got to worry about him climbing about. Yeah. He's a little monkey. Yeah. <laughs> right, so... But anyway, we've digressed quite far yeah. from... I forget where my original thought... Oh, I was talking about vape stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm Vape stuff about, oh babies. yeah, I was gonna say like I've actually dropped this fucking expensive mod oh, more really cool. times than I care to think about. Um, <laughs> I mean, hell, the whole thing with the topper on top. Mm. So the atomizer was eighty pounds. Yeah, um, and I bought the top cap, this coloured top cap for it, which was an additional forty pounds. So <clears> altogether, <throat> this is just over seven hundred pounds worth of vape. So uh, yeah. now I'm even more scared of handling it. It's I'm just, just like yeah, whatever. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, oh, I, I wouldn't have thrown that if it wasn't throwing it onto a sofa. Yeah, like, uh, like, soft leather sofa. That's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, it would have been hilarious if it just bounced, then smacked onto like um, <laughs> oh, the stone yeah. bit in front of the EM fire. Yeah. That's no, that is that's literally where I dropped it onto. No, that's what gave no. it the ding. It fell off the mantelpiece and just cracked onto the corner of that. No. I I was like when I saw. I mean, it's like the most minute ding. You have mm. to look for it to find it. But I I just spent like an entire day staring at it, going, "What have you done? What have you done? What have you done?" What have you done? Did you cry a little bit? No, I didn't cry a little bit. I was more kind of like mm. fumingly mad at myself. Mm. Anyway, anyway, we shall uh, we shall amble forward towards the uh, the break because it's it's like gorillas in the mist in here right now. Yeah, um, warm and sticky. As warm well. and sticky, just like my junk. Brother sitting there in silence wow. with Jane Goodall, <laughs> <laughs> just observing. Yeah, observing. What, you, what have Silent you learned? Majority. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I'm actually gonna like tell you what the music is when we come back. Oh my goodness, it's gonna be a first. I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait to find out. Um, the suspense is killing me. Um, when we come back, we'll talk about the uh, the vape article and the kind of the, the the bulk of the discussion for the evening. Well, it probably won't be because you know we can't stick to a topic for more no. than minutes. Um, yeah, so we'll be back in about well the length of the second track. Well, probably about four or five minutes.
Never mind. And we're back. Oh, we're back. We are, we are back. Oh. I hope you enjoyed the the, uh, the sounds there of <laughs> of chemical of of, zone of chemical oh. burn, which is a uh, which is a track by Overshield. Who it's a remix of the Chemical Plant Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog Two. Uh, you can find. I'll put the links down to that in the show notes. You can find it on OC Remix, your one-stop shop for free video game remix music. Not a sponsor. We just use them. We just use them because we love the shit. The guys, the like the guys and gals on Overclock Remix, make some fucking awesome music. Especially if you like dubstep. I could take or leave it when it comes to dubstep. Really, I'm. I like. I used to. I used to hate the concept of dubstep, but I actually really like dubstep. The concept of dubstep. Like, okay, not maybe the concept of dubstep. But that's the wrong way to put it. Like, the the sure culture existence. of du- <laughs> the culture. Like, just you know, like <laughs> dubstep. It's yeah, like I think dub- you know what I mean. One of the things that the biggest thing that made me cry about the um, generic dubstep fan was um, Skrillex posted um, Aphex Twins "Window Liquor" the music video for it, saying, mm. "This is one of my favorite songs. It has been inspirational to me." Mm. And so many of his fans were going, "What the hell? Where was the drop?" <laughs> it's just uh, like, well, it, it's Aphex Twin. You're not going to get a drop. I don't know. No, but I mean, not that what they're expecting. No, this is that. That's the kind of fan who just like they have a very narrow perspective. You know, yeah. they don't appreciate you know musical influences and where mu- where a, where a style of music comes from. Whiskey. Escape! Oh, sorry. Can, no, can you pass me the whiskey? Yes, unlike normal podcasts, yes. we're actually drinking through well, this one as well. I, I should say, tonight we are drinking uh, Glendronach The Highland, which is an eight-year-old single malt. Other whiskeys are it's available. delicious. I'm also... They are, but they're not are. as good as this. <laughs> I'm currently drinking some tournament mead. Um, tournament? I've also just finished drinking, like, some various gins. Um... If I'm always drinking very tournament juice. me. Do you have to participate in the tournament before you can actually legally drink it? Uh, yes. Okay. And yes. what tournament amount, did you amount participate? Your, uh, in? Amount your Winks. friends' tournament. A Tiddlywinks tournament. Tiddlywinks tournament. Yes. Okay. In the um, garden centre that I was purchasing the mead from. Excellent. That's right. I bought my mead from a garden centre. Well, I mean, where else are you going to buy mead? Well, it's it's one of those things that you very rarely ever find in off licenses. Yeah. Um, you will never. Well, I've tell a lie. I've recently found that Morrison's sell mead in their okay. wine section. I was, they only have one bottle, well, one type. And I, I took it to the cheese and wine party at Kimmy's recently. It's like. They have mead. Oh. That is going to be my wine for the evening after drinking a bottle of Georgian wine and then drank half a bottle of mead, which I was swigging out a bit like I was a Scotch, Scottish person with a bottle of whiskey. Okay. But literally, I was just like, open the cap, swig, 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 swig. This is delicious. I don't even feel like it's alcohol. Yeah. Da, 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 that's, da. that's the danger of mead, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, when it comes to mead, I, I only drink it once a year. And beer festival, last yeah, night. Cambridge beer festival. Because I love um, IPAs. Yeah, but IPAs are very kind of mm, mm, yeah. They you, you you end up with a very pasty mouth after lots of IPAs. Very hoppy, kind of yeah. astringent beer. 
And then by the end of the night, I I'm kind of I'm kind of sick of that sort of mouthfeel, and I want something kind of something to counterbalance it. So then I'm like, oh, mead. That's the complete opposite. That's all smooth and sweet and stuff. So I end up buying a mead, and then that but then that just tips me over the edge from like a little bit tipsy and enjoying myself to like proper rolling drunk. Yep. So that's yeah. Um, that's why it's, um, it's, it, it was tradition for a while at the beer festival that the last, the last drink, drink was mead was a glass of mead. That's that's when I did the thing with the glass through the window thing. Yes, like that was a mead that fueled. thing when you used to live at your old place in Milton, around the yeah. corner from a certain place. Yeah, that mm-hmm. you threw a certain thing for a certain thing. Yep. Oh. And, and um, then yeah. ran away and face palmed into the fucking floor. You like, didn't face palm. Yeah. You face planted. That's the word. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I like I, fa- I tripped over it and just like skidded like a meter on my face. Wow. Yeah, I was on pretty fucked asphalt. up. Asphalt. That was just another night that I went out drinking with Dave and came back with covered in blood. Well, well it's me, you, and Dave, isn't it? We uh, came back to your gaff. Yeah. <sighs> the amount of times I've gone out with Dave and come back covered in blood and not always my blood. Sometimes it's Dave's from his penis. Half the time it was Anwar's. <laughs> Why? Because yeah. like Anwar would go off and come back bleeding. Yeah, well, these uh, things happen. Yeah. Anyway, um, we digress. We digress. We do. We do. We're back. Uh, <laughs> no, I wanted to like so the main like there was an article I was reading which kind of really got my um, goat craw got it's stuck in stuck my craw. In your craw. Like I never understood that saying. What is a craw? Well, I don't know. What is a fucking craw? We should look that up. I don't know. But, um, it sounds like a bird thing, right? What was brilliant? Your your um, initial um, uh, rant about it in the um, on Facebook Messenger earlier, I was in a meeting, a team meeting at work, <laughs> and um, my phone was on silent, but I completely forgot that my, um, well, sort of fitness tracking thing vibrates every time I get a notification. And... You weren't just writing a long diatribe in one message. It was like every sentence was a separate message. Yeah. There was 37 messages. And my wrist was just going... And some of them, it was literally like... Instead of hitting full stop and starting a new sentence, you just hit return. Start a new sentence. It's just like... I've got to read all this now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just do one long diatribe. Well, well like I, it may, it really fucking, really got my blood. Yes, boiling. but a carriage return so, is not a punct form of punctuation. So it technically is, but very much is. Come on, then, let's hear it. So the main, the main, the article is, um, <clears throat> well, it's been reported a lot of places. I picked it up on the Independent, that really trustworthy news source. Mm. Um, yeah. I'll go... Yeah. Um, so, the article is enti- entitled uh, Flavoured e-cigarettes produce unacceptably, in air quotes, uh, or literal quotes, actually, in the article, unacceptable <laughs> dangerous levels of cancer-causing toxins study finds. Mm-hmm. So, this is a study that was done by now I'm get this up uh, it came from I think the organization is like some tobacco concern or <sighs> damn it I did remember this and then I smoked weed and I forgot it mm-hmm. uh, anyway it's an organization but the the lead one of the leads on the article is a uh, fellow called Mehmet uh, Kesma Kesma <sighs> Um, and 
so I've tried really first off I've tried really hard to find the full study so I could read more than just like a media excerpt which is mm. always going to be covered in bias and yeah. always going to be really yeah. you know and by its nature inflammatory but the only place I can find this full article for read is on a place called atsjournals.org mm-hmm. where it's behind a $25 paywall mm-hmm. and I'm like okay I, I'm immediately suspicious of any scientific paper where you can't read the paper mm. because like I you know if you've got something to say you should show all the facts that's like how science fucking works yeah um and the thing that really like as I read on about the article so they did a study which they it mainly focuses on them uh analyzing mucus particles from what like and uh, looking at um what's the word enhanced uh, like receptors and mm-hmm. genes, like ele- like you know, mutated genes is the mm. word I'm looking for. Um, but the actual study was con- consisted of 15 participants, five of which, no, four of which were still currently smoking nine of which had recently smoked and then two that were been smoke-free for a few years. Mm. So that's a really, really unbiased, <clears throat> unbiased fucking sample set. Not to mention that it's an incredibly small sample yeah. set, most of which is tainted because of the recent smoking activity. Yeah. Um, and it it really, it like... It's been reported on... I've seen it on China Today and a couple of, like, HuffPost, I think, may have mm. reported it. I'm not going to link directly to the article. I'll use... Well, actually, I probably will, because I will say I'll use the Wayback Machine because I didn't want to give it clicks, but I can never be asked. Um, but, yeah, it just really got... It really gets my goat because it's, it's something like we were discussing about it earlier that I've noticed... I've... I've always known was there, but I've become more acutely aware of it since following vape news, particularly. Mm. Yeah. And that's the f- media's willingness to misrepresent scientific material. And also, a lot of scientific bodies' willingness to let that misre- misrepresentation happen because it drives attention to the study, so therefore they have better chance of funding and things like that mm. there's uh, a, an interesting like non-vaping related uh, study being done now I think like I'm going off memory here so I might be wrong but I'm sure it's out of like the University of Massachusetts in Boston um, and it's to do with uh, concussion trauma like uh, CT or CTE mm-hmm. um and they're currently studying uh, trying to find a way to detect CTE in uh, like living tissue living brains, people, yeah, yeah, because they can't. Like the only way to detect it is post mortem. Mm. Uh, currently, um, and I, I've been listening to this because I follow a lot of wrestling, and it's a obviously a very, very yeah. big thing in the wrestling yeah. world and all contact sports world. But yeah. the but- reporting that was done of the article was blown way out of proportion. Uh-huh. They're like, you know, they're like easily fifteen years away from actually getting anywhere close to conclusive evidence about this stuff mm-hmm. they've just identified a few gene receptors and a few anomalies which um it's correlation mm. and as we all know correlation does not mean causation so the study's still very much in like an infancy but 
again, it's another instance of the media just taking something and seeing, okay, we can spin a headline out of this mm. and blowing it all out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something, like I say, I've noticed it's just way, way, way too pervasive. Now, I understand, I really understand that a lot of people probably don't understand a lot of science jargon and lingo and like reading a native scientific paper is you know it's hard for me some of the language is you know very impenetrable because it's mm. proper scientific t- tech talk mm. um so i can understand why it's you know it's easy to take these kind of like bite-sized science headlines and say oh well you know it's science mm. um but i think that's actually quite dangerous uh, because you're always taking science from a biased viewpoint, and by its very nature, science is supposed to be unbiased. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's 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 kind of where I was kind of wanting to go on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, as I was saying to you earlier today, my uh, so my sister is a PhD. Yes, she is extremely. What's her PhD in? Uh, it's um, biology. Um, specifically, it was to do with uh, bacteria and food security. So um, she did a study on um, bacteria that grow on mushrooms and then can be used as a food security tool to make sure that crops stay alive and are resistant that's... to other <clears throat> stuff. Well, Yeah, I know. It's crazy stuff. That... I, <laughs> I tried to read her thesis and I just did not understand any of it. It's very, very... You know, like, once yeah. people get to PhD level, it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, completely. No and, like, she's... She's... I think me and her... The difference between me and her is we're both... We're roughly on a equal level of intelligence, I'd say. The difference is that she's... She works a lot harder than I do because she's the second child and, like... You know, she had to work for the attention, so like, <laughs> you know how that works. Anyway, um, no, I'm an only child. But, but, well, um, no, I'm not. But I'm a middle child. Anyway. I've got no chance. <laughs> so, um, ah, <laughs> oh, I know. Poor Bungle. I know. We've got an older brother, younger sister. I was like, I'm doomed. Oh, you're not, not doomed. I mean, we're all doomed, but yeah, not but, you, not specifically. I just had. I just. I just have an older brother, but it's who looks younger than you. He looks younger than me. He has a full head of hair. Shut up. <laughs> hey Phil hi Phil eh. yeah um <laughs> anyway <laughs> so um anyway she's a um what she's got into since she did her PhD is science writing yeah. and she worked up until very recently as a science writer for Cancer Research UK ah right um and what's she doing there uh, she's working for a uh, science writing agency of some sort. I can't remember the name, but she's recently changed jobs. I think she's actually starting it on Monday. Oh, I've never seen a saying about down, down London right now, isn't she? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so she has actually written an article in the past for Cancer Research UK about the way that um, science, specifically science around cancer, is represented in the media, especially to do with the risk of getting cancer and well, the fact that the fact that uh, it's boiled down to very simplistic terms, um, kind of out of necessity because. The average person reading a newspaper yeah. can't necessarily... Well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to uh, play down the intelligence of the British public at large, but, like, you know, people don't... I don't know. I think you're... People, in a, I think you're, like, we voted for Brexit. You're pretty safe to <laughs> do mean, it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, 
I think um, it's about. I think the difficult thing for science is you do some do a scientific study of some kind, and then you kind of put it out there, and you hope that it's represented in the media in a way that's fair and accurately represents what you've done, right? Yeah. But there's a necessity in the media, for whatever reason, to simplify that down. Now, sometimes that's done in a fairly responsible way, but more often than not, it's done in a way that encourages people to read the article. Yeah, completely. Right? Clickbait. And especially with... So, I mean, The Independent recently got bought out by a company. I'm not going to go into the details, but Mm. a company that don't necessarily care that much about journalistic integrity, shall we say? <laughs> yeah. Is it the Huffington Post? Uh, no. Jezebel? It, no. Is it BuzzFeed? No. Yeah. But, but, I mean, so, I think... Any American news agency yeah. ever? I mean, I think I think one, I think think one one thing to take into account Actually, this article no, you, is, as you've rightly pointed out, you've got a small sample size. You've also got a skewed sample in terms of you're talking to current smokers and ex-smokers. And I was reading the article and you're talking about these these markers in the mucus of the person. Yep. Uh, in terms of, you know, things that you associate with a smoker. But, you know, I think there's a limit to what they can tell you. But yeah. in, the, in the article, in the, you know, the mainstream media kind of thing that's been skewed towards a exciting you know a a almost like a titillating it's the story same, a narrative a simple narrative yeah. that people can follow um it's the same but it, thing when yeah it's the same thing as when it was short now red wine makes you live longer bacon gives you cancer kind of thing yeah yeah it's well i mean you know um the daily mail the daily mail yeah. is absolutely notorious for that kind of yeah. thing you know there's 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 a whole website dedicated to things that the daily mail says does or does not cause cancer right <laughs> and it's just ridiculous and it's just like all those headlines that are questions it's just like does x cause cancer and you know that the answer is no yeah it's like but <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, yeah, it's tricky. And, he, and with the daily, with like the Daily Mail, you can always yeah. You always, I, I'm waiting for the article where it's just does sitting too close to black people cause cancer? Oh man! Well, <laughs> one thing that's quite funny. I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast earlier, and they found a news article, and they're like, "Oh well," because well, obviously they want to check, make sure it's not one of those sort of spoof news sites that are popping up. It's like, oh, is it like they're like, what was that? Oh, it's the Mail or the Sun, like. Aren't those like those sort of fake news sites? Like they weren't even. They were questioning like the fact that they're both newspapers in this country, but mm. the people on the outside, like the web articles you see from them, a lot of the time you're like, is this actually a news agency or is this just the Onion playing the most awesome joke on everyone ever? Yeah, <laughs> I kind of wish. It, I kind of wish it was the Onion. Yeah, the Onion's starting to seem more real. <laughs> Yeah. That's I when mean, it gets scary. It's very hard to satirise the news these days because as soon as you do, something more ridiculous comes out. Yeah. yeah. Because with well, pe- with people like Trump in the White House, you've so, got people who effectively are parodying themselves and becoming and, a more extreme yeah. version of what you what you would consider like really out there satire and parody like even a few years ago. So, so it's really it's, tough. The, but anyway... Part, but, of the pro- so, yeah. part on this tangent uh, part of the problem is because of the way 
news has almost become a satire of itself. Everything comes down to now, you know, fake news, alternative facts, these mm. things that are incredibly problematic. Mm. Um, what a lot of political discourse, especially now, comes down to, or any discussion in the media, it's not any kind of nuanced discussion. It's just questioning the sources. Everything comes yeah. down to questioning the sources. Now, like, I'm paraphrasing from Dan Carlin here, but it's the fact now that political discourse as it once was, which was, you know, the, there was a time where you would have a heated political debate with someone that you didn't, like, agree with because it was fun. Yeah. You know, it was fun to engage on that level and to challenge each other and go... Mm. That's why debate teams were a thing, you know? Yeah. Now what's happened is political discourse like of that level... You can't get below a level one discussion. And this is where I'm paraphrasing uh, Dan Collin now. Mm. You can't get below a level one because level one is just, you know, we both accept these like we understand the facts of the case we're de- we're debating the nuance and how these facts implicate things or impact yeah. on things whereas now the discussion stops as soon as say well where did you get that from or i don't believe that yeah I, you know like it's that's not that's fake news it's a competition my way to, is true it's alternative facts it's a competition to discredit the other person yeah. rather than uh yeah it, it definitely is more adversarial than it used to be in a lot of ways but i think i think um getting I'm back saying, to the sorry i'm not saying it wasn't adversarial though but i think it was it was mm, a different level of adversarial it was it, you know like both people really did believe their points and were yes. str- like strongly arguing for their points but they wanted to do it in they didn't want to just browbeat someone into submission and no. agreements they wanted to try and con- change their viewpoint I mean I think if you if you get into if you get into um political philosophies right if you talk about left wing and right wing and what they actually are at their core they're both you know, whatever you think about each one, they are valid political philosophies, right? Yeah, completely. They are different ways. They are different ways of governing and different ways of running a society. And you can argue the the merits of each one. If you do that respectfully, then you know you can have a proper debate. But the discourse these days is basically people take a stance and then they're not willing to give up that stance they're not willing to listen to the other's opinion they're not willing to make concessions it becomes a it becomes like trench warfare mm. right and it's just people people shelling each other from their own trench and the part of the problem as well is that that kind of really hardcore core of whichever political stance you're you may be aligned to if you start to you know if you even start to say well maybe we should hear them out maybe Mm. we should you know like consider other people's way of thinking you don't you're you're not being rational you're just part of the problem Mm. you become part of the problem you immediately like there's and i'm not saying this about anyone of any political belief but i'm saying there's always a kind of like a really zealot like core to mm. any political like this day and age especially any political leaning but mm-hmm. yeah if you s- even so much as start to consider the alternatives you're part of the problem yeah I think you're right it's almost it's almost in the way like you can almost be like the way that the main political parties in both the UK and 
in America and even in places in Europe are acting towards each other like now, like reacting towards each other, mm. is very much the same way that the US, and particularly the Republican US, once reacted to communism. Mm-hmm. It's that knee-jerk, no, they're bad, they're evil, they're wrong, kind yeah. of. And yeah, it just removes the ability for any discourse. Mm. Yeah, it does. It does. Anyway, we've gone quite far away from the the article that we were. <laughs> we I were don't know. It all relates back to yeah. it. It's all, it all stems think, from. I think. I think when it comes back to science writing, there's always going to be a degree of simplification. But but when does it become misrepresentation of what the study is? And I think actually, to be fair to the, I don't think. For, you know the 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 facts that we've seen of the study, they don't seem like doesn't seem like a particularly fantastic study in terms of the sample size, or, no, or the scientific evidence. I think I'd, to be fair to the um the doctor who was the lead yeah. on the study, when you read the article, a lot of his quotes that's well, so there's some quotes in there that are basically you know there are lots of caveats to this and I, we shouldn't draw strong conclusions but again i mean the headline and the and the oh, gist yeah, of yeah. the article is very much this is this you know um, i can't actually, this is, i can't actually comment on the this is part of my problem the yeah. whole thing is i can't comment on mm-hmm. what the general like i might not have un- understood the entire scientific paper but i'm pretty confident that i could have inferred a tone that was mm-hmm. being taken and yeah. a, a way that their their findings were Tending to lead them because, mm. um, and you could generally, you can get like any good scientist is going to remain as objectional, uh, objective as possible, mm-hmm. um, and they will always close their statements open ended. And but you can normally get an idea where that where a study is kind of tending towards at least, yeah. Um, but you can't with this because I can't find it anywhere to read. The only site that I found is that site that I mentioned where it's behind a paywall. Yeah. And that really bothers me. I was like, even I think it's Signs Today, I found a reference, I found a little page about the article on there mm-hmm. and they just linked to the place, but that's where I found the link to the place with the paywall. Yeah. And I don't know how reputable Signs Today is anyway, but mm. like it sounds like it should be. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm very much of the opinion that you know scientific findings scientific studies and findings should be accessible to all and you shouldn't have mm. to shouldn't have I'd to I'd like pay to for see that. who peer reviewed it yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> who the fuck peer reviews something with a sample size of 50 so big tobacco they can't peer review they're not peers they can f- they can fund they yeah can they've already funded fund peer reviews <laughs> and the actual study um conspiracies well, it's not a conspiracy. It's literal fact. They fund and peer review. Like, yeah, no, they completely. Well, do they're doing not the um, studies. the sugar industry did to um stuff like uh, with basically um trying to when it was in the, it was like fifties or sixties in America. Mm. Um, basically, the sugar industry funded research uh, to say that basically the main cause of obesity was the fats people were getting yeah. in dairy products as opposed that's, to from sugar. That's why everything is still fucking fat-free and it yeah, pisses and, me off. Yeah. But it's also why over there stuff like high fructose corn syrup took off. Yeah. Because that, it's like... Okay, high fructose corn syrup is fucking evil. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Lo- I love, love fucking American ice pops. Like, Jolly Ranch ice pops are the absolute... <laughs> goddamn motherfucking a tip top ice pop shit like i fucking love them but jesus christ 
I can like you, you they they like ninety percent high fructose corn syrup, uh-huh. and after having two of them, I feel like shit. I made yeah. the mistake of ordering a Coke somewhere, forgetting that they don't use sugar in the Coke. Like English Coke, that's made with um, sugar. Sugar. Mm. Like I think it's probably if it's made in the UK, it's most likely made from sugar from sugar beet. Yep. Um, in the states, obviously their their Coke is made with high fructose corn syrup. Um, whereas Mexican Coke is made with Get cane sugar, so it tastes more like our what we're used to. And I'm sitting there drinking this Coke and just like. This is fucking foul. Yeah. I could not stand it. It's like, I really wish we could go somewhere where I could buy something like a Mexican Coke so I can have something that at least tastes like home Mm. when it comes to Coke rather than this is just syrup with a slight caramel flavor. (laughs) It was a bit wrong. Yeah, I went to, um, when I was in, um, one of the times I went to New Orleans, Yeah, I went to a a hot dog place and they were, um, they were selling Mexico Coke so in in uh, in the US all their all their coke is high fructose corn syrup but they some places especially in the south they import coca-cola from mexico yeah which is made with sugar because yeah. it tastes better and they sell that at a premium in the the bottles because it's nicer it's so much nicer than the mm. coca-cola classic yeah, because uh, I think what when they did um, New Coke was when yeah. they went back to using sugar, and yeah. the Americans hated it, and they brought yeah. back classic Coke. But I mean, there's a lot of politics behind high fructose corn syrup as well, because oh yeah, it's... they subsidise the hell out of people who farm corn. Yeah, and then use high fructose corn syrup. So it's yeah, just a whole weird agricultural no, subsidy no, no. thing as like, well. America's entire makeup and infrastructure is, to anyone from the outside, is the weirdest way you could run a country. Uh, it's so weird to me mm. that you would have such distinct segregations of branches of government, yet no segregation at all. And a government that was founded on the prince, one of the key finding principles of the separation of church and state, which mm. the two might as well be one now. You can blame uh, Reagan for that. Oh yeah, yeah, completely. Well, you can blame pretty much every republic. No, uh, no, no, not no, even Re- just Republicans. But Reagan was the first of the presidents to actually pull on the help of the r- religious side. Yeah, and now every, especially every Republican president mm. does. Oh, every Democrat does it as well. At all. Oh yeah. America yeah. is just so entrenched in, in it's like you got massive amounts of like well, say massive amounts of people in Bible Belt, but it's more the votes that they get counted for towards the electoral vote mm. in the Bible Belt is insane. Yeah. Um I mean obviously like the you got places in like California, Oregon, Washington, all that. They're very much more it's because I'm really pretentious. I'd say they're much more European when it comes to stuff like religion, where mm-hmm. in the UK, we're a Christian country. We have Christian holidays. Mm-hmm. But the majority of people you talk to, they're not God-fearing. You go into a church on Sunday in the UK, and you'll find it is virtually fucking empty. Yeah. It's like... like and you go... You do that in the States, you'll be lucky if you find a fucking pew. They still have a lot of people who mm. believe... Either believe in God or just believe that if I don't go to this church on the Sunday, everyone in the community will hate me because everyone loves Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very like it's 
it's really weird. I don't know where it's going. It's really it, so. weird. It's just really weird to me. Mm. I suppose it's just like I wouldn't even call myself an atheist anymore because I, I definitely like hallucinogenics have opened my mind to Gaia. metaphysicalness. Mother mother meta, meta, that's not a fucking word. Metaphysicalness. 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 That's the word of the day. Metaphysicalness. Nero's made up word of the day. But yeah, like, I I think there are other planes of existence. I don't necessarily believe that consciousness ends with the body. Mm. But I don't believe in uh, almighty being that spun everything into creation. Um, And I just find it really weird that you base, like, so much of your country on like that belief how do we know our universe isn't in some sort of bacterial life form on the back of a giant like, beetle my favourite my favourite stoner thing is like our entire universe could be the particle like in your nail like it could be inside a particle in your <laughs> in, in a giant bean's nail that, um... and that means you could have an entire universe in every particle in each of your nails I mean but... yeah it's yeah it's interesting I mean I'm I'm not I wouldn't describe myself as spiritual in any way, shape, or form. I've taken a lot of psychedelics. Well, yeah. not a lot of well, psychedelics. You, I, I've I, dabbled. You, but you've not tried DMT. No. And it was DMT specifically that yeah. changed yeah. my views. But <clears throat> even if I did, I'm not sure that I would I see... I think you can say anything for certain about what you would be like after taking DMT well, before you take DMT. Well, this is the thing. Because I was is... like, I was, I was, sorry, I was just, I was, I was like, I was beyond atheist. I was like approaching mm. nihilist levels of mm-hmm. like, yeah. But right. Sorry, sorry. Well, I think, I think my viewpoint is, and I'm not sure that any drug would be able to change this, but you know, I could be wrong, um, is that our... Uh, Brains are incredibly powerful things, and there are different ways to unlock that power. And you can affect it in certain ways using certain chemicals to unlock experiences, basically. I don't think that necessarily leads to spiritualism. Um, that's that's I'm that, not that, saying, that's I'm just not how I feel it, about it. I'm not calling it necessarily spirit. Well, I, like I use the word spiritualism because I can't really yeah. think of a better yeah. word to describe it. Yeah. So it's um, if I, if you could if you could as- ascribe an almost scientific quality to spiritualism, mm-hmm. that's probably closer to how I would how yeah. I would try to describe it. It's not in anything remotely angelic or mm. demonic or anything mm. you would typically ascribe to a spiritual type belief. I think more that it's a, a kind of the brain consciousness does, I don't believe consciousness necessarily exists solely within our minds. Yeah, but well, well I can... and I do... <laughs> Sorry. Well, where where else can it exist? Well, I I I believe in the collective unconscious, and I believe in I I I, I can I could I don't know if I would say I firmly believe it, but I'm not opposed to the idea that consciousness is something that is temporary temporarily being 
communicated through our living, our, our you know, our beings. But it's just a transient phase of this consciousness. It's just somewhere this consciousness is right now. Mm-hmm. And when this container for the consciousness is no more no more the consciousness goes on to something else now i'm not saying this like we go and reincarnate into another body i'm just saying like i don't believe consciousness is just purely inside your head Mm -hmm. it's purely contained within your you know your physical realm Mm -hmm. see i i i do believe that i i think that consciousness is purely a um it's like a construct of of the mechanisms that make up the brain. So I'm 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 very much materialist, not in the not in the sense of like no, no, materialism, no, no. capitalism, but like materialist in the sense of I believe that everything that we experience as humans and everything that we think of as consciousness is essentially a product of uh, you know cells and chemicals and molecules and all that all that stuff that we have evolved to be over time and i think that consciousness is a you know a collection of a collection of things that happen in the brain so i don't i don't you know it's not a very romantic notion but no, i don't no, i, I don't see that, i was very much of the same that very much that same yeah. volition before i took dmt right but that changed mm-hmm. like quite significantly because uh, <laughs> If it had been a one-off thing, then maybe not. But over time and repeated experiences and repeated uh-huh. experiences of the same nature mm-hmm. is what made me think. It's like, okay, why? Like, Because I've dabbled with hallucinogenics before, mm-hmm. like many other types. Mm-hmm. And never before I'd, I had the level of consistency right. that I found in DMT and the experiences that I had so DMT. So break it down for me then. So what... what- exactly is it about that experience that makes you think there's more to it than just i mean i had a bundle of neurons firing i in your had brain that conversations with beings from other planes of existence right like like i had like pure out like true true outer body experience i saw my body i sat above my body and watched it for like what seemed like an eternity but was you know 20 minutes um but in that time I had like in-depth conversations with an entity from another plane of existence but it's Mm. it's not as finite and as rigid as I make it sound the problem with trying to describe any DMT experience the best way I can liken it is is like trying to describe a kaleidoscope to a blind man right it's almost beyond description I can Mm -hmm. give you the vaguest hint of what was experienced but I can never truly express the whole mm-hmm. you can only ever express it by doing it yourself sure and even that when you do you'll you'll want to talk about it because this is, happens to everyone yeah. everyone wants to talk about it but you can't you can never find the fucking words and it's the most irritating because it's constantly to be a tongue right. you're like no it's not right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. okay so I mean my counter to that as, as a as a very kind of staunch materialist uh, kind of guy would be how do you know that so so you're saying you had conversations with beings from other planes of existence or whatever but how do you know that that's just not so <clears throat> your brain has you know what, whatever whatever interactions it has with this chemical we know that our imagination 
as humans is powerful and there are many ways, many different ways to unlock that kind of imagination and creativity within the brain. So how do you know that that wasn't your brain creating that? I don't. Yeah. And I'm not saying well, I do, I'm not saying I do, but I'm not I I'm not I I've never not like what I'm saying. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Nothing I'm saying here is I am stating as fact. I'm just saying this is how I feel. Yeah. This is just my like, like I just don't want anyone no. to mistake the fact that I'm I'm trying to state fact here. I'm not. And I could be completely wrong. Well, I mean, wrong. it's but it but it's your it's your truth, isn't it? It is. And my- there's nothing and, and I'm not trying to refute that truth because your well, experience is your experience and I'm not trying to I, I, I always, I will always try and remain skeptical. That's yeah. the one thing I will say. Is yeah. like I will always try and, I, you know, I am not saying that this triple. This is, this is where this has led me to believe, and it's the the sensation and the feeling that I get. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can't really put it into anything more concrete than mm-hmm. that. Um, but um, the the things there's there's just a few other things with DMT that that have led me to this and it's outside of experiences it's what this this chemical is right it's where this can it's say number one this chemical is produced in some degree by every living creature on the planet it's one of the few you know constants across like organic mm-hmm. matter if mm-hmm. you like plants animals whatever all produce DMT to some extent. It's also the chemical that is flooded into your brain when you die or when our, your body thinks you're about to die. So, like, near-death experiences and, uh, like, OBEs, out-of-body experiences, NDEs and OBEs, they're, they're usually triggered by a flood of DMT into the to the brain. Right. Um, the other thing as well is the fact that, you know, I was saying about how there was the consistency across experiences... Mm-hmm. It's not just for the same for a single person. Now, the the, the the actual details of an experience may differ, but the general consensus of the underlying feeling and sensations and infer inferences that can come from the experiences is very consistent across a large mm-hmm. subsect of people that have taken DMT. I think a lot of it, though... Um I mean, with my experience in regards to it, it seems something that you can link. The reason that it does feel very spiritual is um, it, the DMT or derivatives of like ayahuasca and stuff like that has been used for hundreds and hundreds of years across mm. across the world. Nearly every early religion found some sort of hallucinogenic thing to hit into a state that would either cause either like something like a DNT trip or um, psilocybin in the case of um, a lot of like Europeans and Arab countries and then over then like there's also various things across like the Asian countries and uh, peyote yeah peyote in like North never America never do peyote never do peyote and stuff like that and they all sort of trigger the these and people explain they have very similar trips and it seems a little bit sometimes it can be to do with where your headset is, your head, well, your mind is at. Your head mind. Head mind, yeah. <laughs> um, so I can see where Carl's coming from saying like... Nero. Nero, sorry. He's saying in regards to um, sort of the the spiritual side of it, feeling like that and things like that. It's like, um, but it's also very sort of thinking, am I having a similar trip to like the sort of shamanic rituals? Because... Mm-hmm. 
this is triggering the same part of my brain as being triggered in them. Mm-hmm. And from back when we were fucking monkeys, not having sex with them, when we were monkeys. Yeah. Eating these, coming down from the trees, eating the mushrooms we found underneath, like, shit. And tripping our fucking faces off. Which is one theory is why the human brain size doubled. Mm-hmm. Was um, the use of hallucinogens and the development of a throwing arm. Mm-hmm. Are two theories in regards to why the human do- brain size doubled. Mm-hmm. Um, perhaps there's something in everyone's brain that is linking with this trip to when we were a much smaller mass of animals before we spread across the globe, before we multiplied, multiplied, and spread, spread, spread. But you're still triggering into that primal part of your brain. Um, because obviously, uh, I don't know, like the outer reaches of the human brain is where the, sort of the higher functioning is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so speech, stuff like that. As you're drinking, um, you probably notice stuff like speech starts slurring, uh, motor skills lessen, stuff like that. And what's happening there is... I don't know what you're talking about, Bong. Well, the, the <laughs> outer limits of your brain, the synapses are being dulled by the alcohol. And that's why a lot of people revert... My brain not both very animalistic state when they're drinking yeah it's because it's the smaller brain within mm-hmm. the outer edges of the brain are taking the control of things so the dmt is produced in the pineal gland which is in the very center of the brain mm-hmm. uh, is in every single um creature has a pineal gland within their brain and it's it's actually developed um it's also linked to the actual development of um eyes as well which is why it's also referred to sometimes as the third eye and the eye of horus is based on well believed to be based on the shape of the pineal gland mm-hmm. whether this is all just basically linking and why everyone has this similar sort of trips of feeling very in touch with mother earth and stuff like that is because you are actually triggering that very most primal part of your brain mm-hmm. so i don't know if that's the link there i mean the trips well, i've had have been c- very again linking to nature to mother earth feeling of stuff like oh gaia or whatever mm-hmm. you want to refer to yeah. it as but also a lot of mine um I, one thing i remember is a, a lot of hindu sort of stuff in it as well in my my trip and it's I mean a bit weird Mm. but yeah so whether that's something linking to my descendants and what they were tripping on when they first started doing this shit Mm. and where the the form of the Hindu religions began um, and stuff like that whether there's something there or not I don't know I'm drunk I'm stoned I'm talking far too much someone please take over <laughs> from me we're slowly inducting you into our secret hippie commune oh, yeah sure fuck. no I I feel inducted <laughs> no oh, fuck seriously so, like, um, I don't say that everyone should do it no no but it's but. it's it's a, it's an if you are anyway inclined like it's an experience like no mm. other and I I wasn't prepared for it at all no but it changed me in a very positive way like mm. massively positive way I think I've said it on the podcast before but um, again it's um, Joe Rogan put it very eloquently how you feel after having DMT <laughs> is imagine your brain uh, everything in your, going on in your head is your computer desktop yeah everything going on is its own individual icon so therefore it has crazy and busy as fuck DMT trip it is basically like running a cleanup and goes this is the stuff that's important yeah. this is staying on your desktop everything else it's going in this folder here it's here 
if you need it, it's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not right there in front of your face going shit, 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 hiding the important stuff underneath mm-hmm. everything else. It sort of helps sort of organize the brain. It really in a way. does. It removes the uh, cloak. It removes kind of the cloak of ego in a way. Mm-hmm. And like Bungle was saying, it's, it's putting yourself back into like in touch with the pri- most primal part of you. I think that's partly because. Um, you know, we've kind of, like modern society has very much lost touch with how we were kind of really how like we've not we've not evolved enough to catch up with how we live in this day and age. Mm-hmm. We're we're a few we're we're a few evolutionary steps behind where we are technologically and in terms of our society and industry and everything else. Yeah, and DMT, yeah, it makes you feel puts you back in touch with that more primal self. But that's not necessarily a bad thing, is what I'm getting at. It's it's uh, it's a very very <sighs> strong experience, it's... and it's a very introspective <laughs> experience. But mm-hmm. it, I've, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm not saying there are probably aren't people out there that have had negative experiences. And I, you know, and I'm not by any means advocating the use of any drug. You know, you be a responsible adult. You make your own decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but and if you listen to this and you're under eighteen, turn it off. We swear a lot. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> do you not like do you not hear my rant on kids earlier? I don't like you, go away. <laughs> um until you're old enough to vote, you don't count. <laughs> wow, wow. Okay. Um so that's one thing I find fucked up in regards to the fact that you have to be eighteen to vote, but you can go fight in foreign lands for our country at the age of sixteen. No, I, I, one last thing I was going to say on the no, notion of uh, just hallucinogenics nature and all that hippie mm. bullshit is one of my favorite. Th- like, I don't ascribe to this, but it's one of my favorite theories about psilocybin and magic mushrooms. Yeah, and I, I, I just like, I like it. I wish it was the case because it's mm. it's very cool, and that's like so fungus is underground a giant network yeah yeah so like fungus can connect across this underground network for miles and miles and miles what else does fungus do what else is fungus it's the primary decomposer of living matter yeah so we're in agreement of these two facts so the theory was that when you are taking magic mushrooms some of the trips that you experience are the life experiences of the matter decomposed by this giant network of fungi <laughs> wow it's like i i'm not saying i believe it i'm not saying it's true i, I just think it's a really fun yeah. fun theory that, that is fun. sounds yeah. it's a really fun yeah. theory i mean i think i think um although i'm not spiritual in any way i don't believe anything i don't believe in anything outside of this material world like i said i believe in the power of the brain yeah and i believe that brain yeah. is a very powerful tool and i believe it can create powerful it's experiences. also a very broken in- tool well i mean like the broken does, is a very the brain yeah, does some dumb shit to kind of well, cope with the information that it receives i think yeah i mean <laughs> the brain is not the brain does not necessarily operate in a rational way the brain can create powerful illusions whether that's uh, under the influence of certain chemicals or whether that's just of its own volition um but you know ultimately i think what we're I think what a lot of people are trying to achieve with um, when they take psychedelics 
is connection, right? Yeah. So we're talking about because in this in this world nowadays, I think it's very easy to become disconnected and and get lost in the like the minutiae and the bullshit of day to day life and work and. TV and whatever, where you're not really connecting with anything or anyone. You're just kind of like coasting along and sort of keeping your brain busy, but without really engaging it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's great. I think uh, whatever ways people choose to reconnect with themselves and reconnect with the world, I think that's a good thing, right? And I think if I think if something like DMT does that for someone, I think that can only be. Well, I think a good thing. It, I think it's like the 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 stigma around hallucinogenics. I think really is coming to a mm. bit of a head. Like you know, there has been significant scientifically proven progression in studies using hallucinogenics to treat mental illness. Mm. Well, um, um, what about because the, they're doing um, brutally high doses of ketamine to <laughs> cure people of depression? Oh God. And it's fucking. I've done wor- brutally high doses of ketamine. The, the, oh. the thing is, it appears to be working. Oh man! It basically, yeah, because you, you'd be you like, I never deep- want to go through that again. Fuck my, I'm better. I'm better. Uh, no, I think it's, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more like no, but I, yeah, I, I, I've, I've read about this. Yeah, as no, well. yeah. It's, is it basically like it puts you in such a deep K hole? You realize I have nothing to be depressed about. This. Is depressing. No. I can't move. I don't know. They're playing Rupert the Bear on TV. Wow. <laughs> oh, I, I I've know. been to like, well, the worst K hole I've ever been in was uh, Lee Greater X's housewarming party. Perhaps bleep the surname on that one. Oh, it's fine. Like, you know, it was his housewarming party. He wasn't put complicit. complicit. Uh, but yeah, so, like, did. I swapped the last of some magic mushrooms for some K and. I did the biggest, fattest line of K, leaving my job when I worked in an off-license. Did some more in Dave's car on the way there. Hmm. Um, got to this party, did a load more, and then it all just hit me. I was sat in the garden staring at the grass, and I was like, I just stood up and was like, I've got to go, man. The grass is turning to circuit boards. Nope. And then uh, immediately just fell through Lee's shed. <laughs> they took me upstairs, and I just literally sat there. Yeah. I, I like all I could move was my lips, and uh, all I could do with them was. I'm, I'm quite happy. I've never taken ketamine in my life. Oh, no, don't. It's, horrible. Um, it's horrible! It's horrible! I mean, it literally the, puts. The it's work. interesting though. I'm 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 intrigued by that. Yeah. Um, um, one thing I found hilarious. Yeah. The, the one of the greatest things I've seen in regards to steering me clear of it was. Um, um, I think uh, it was several years ago. It was when Martin used to live in St. Matthew's Garden with uh, Jimmy and Ian. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was Christmas I Day. It was when we were going around somewhere to meet up, and we, I think we, we got Martin from one of the pubs. Went back there to grab some stuff, and then we were heading out to this thing. Mm. We go into the flat, and Jimmy's sitting there with one of his mates, and they've just done a fuck ton of K. Yeah. And they're both just sitting in separate armchairs, staring at the original... Uh, no, it might have been the 360 Xbox, which was yeah. um, playing a single song on loop. And they had the visualisation running. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, thank God you're here. Ah. Song's been playing for hours. Can you stop it, please? <laughs> and we're like, yeah. And we left them for another five minutes and then turned it oh. off for them. But it's like, um, seeing the, the, getting like that, it's just like, 
I don't want, ever want to be it's in the state not room. Appealing just like in any way, like no. that. It's like, but I'm I'm interested in the the studies that they've done. Yeah, you know, the controlled studies where they, yeah. you know, it has a positive effect on depression and and because uh, the treatment of depression is such an inexact science. Oh yeah, it's... and we basically, even though we've known about it for quite a long time, we base basically what doctors do is. If you if you go to the doctor and you say you're depressed and you want medication for it, they basically throw drugs at your brain until, until one the- of them sticks and yeah. is affected. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I was suffering from like the plethora of mental health issues that I suffered from, mm. which ranged from severe depression, bipolar, and eventually psychosis, I was prescribed literally everything under the sun. I was mm-hmm. on fluoxetine, citalopram. Mm-hmm. I did like three different antipsychotics, resulting in catastrophe. Thiopine. Mm-hmm. Um, I've oh god, I've like so many. At one point in our house, there was me, Naomi, and Skelly all on like antidepressants, mm-hmm. and it was like a competition to see who was craziest. It was like <laughs> who's got the higher dose? <laughs> yeah, but oh, yeah, they, they do just throw shit at you and like, yeah. does this work? No. Oh, you, you want to kill yourself? No. Okay, try this instead. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, that, that's the crazy thing is like. Oh, by the way, if this one doesn't work for you, it may make you want to kill yourself even more. But but even if it does work, like the first couple of weeks, they yeah, say, horrible, like yeah. it may increase feelings of, you know, yeah, suicide and suicidal well, feelings. And it's like, wow, okay, well, I that's was interesting. I was treated with an antidepressant for my back pain. Amitriptyline. Amitriptyline. It's used for so many different things. Yeah, um, and it, it fucks you up. Yeah, I mean, I got. Because um, back pain's uh, off-label use for it. Um, one of the ones which I got it prescribed for, which has always confused a lot of people, including um, people I know who work in the NHS, like uh, friends of my partner, were like, because they she works on a neuro ward, which they're dealing with spinal issues all the time, and it's quite frequent. You'll see someone prescribed amitriptyline for back pain. Mm. I mean, my missus was taking it for fucking ages as well. I got prescribed amitriptyline for my IBS because the cramps were so bad. Uh, the problem is, I'm quite sensitive to amitriptyline, and I was on a very low dose, but I was getting the side effects of someone who's taking a large dose, <laughs> and it was fucking terrifying, because you take this stuff at night before you go to bed, the same time every night. So I basically had an alarm on my phone, 9 o'clock, go off, take my pill, boom, done. I'd wake up the next morning, I've had fucking sweats throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had a shit night's sleep I then drive to work while feeling completely and utterly fucking out of it um, and horrible cotton mouth it was like I had got stoned every morning at this point I, I stopped smoking weed in the mornings because I couldn't deal with that and <laughs> you know, trip then it was like because I already felt like I had basically <laughs> hardcore antipsychotics to be like <sighs> I'm not going to have a spliff in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's an antidepressant. It's not antidepressant, sorry, not antidepressant. But yeah, so I was taking this, and basically I felt absolutely fucked. I mean, like, um, I don't know if you've had an experience with um, edibles where you're just like, I've taken too much, I think I'm going to die. Oh, God, do you remember? Yeah. I was actually talking to the name about, do you remember the weed cookies we did at my old place? Oh, man. Oh, that were good. But yeah, when you do that, that and that's how I was feeling on amitriptyline, and I also was getting tremors so severe, I couldn't actually hold a glass, like half filled with water 
well enough to actually drink from it. <laughs> I was like, my hand was like shaking like mental. And like every time it got to my face, I was just like unable to drink and would just burst out with nervous laughter because I had no idea what else to fucking do. It's like, mm. I genuinely think I'm actually going to fucking die right now. Yeah. I can't even drink this fucking water. And ended up going to HR. I was like, I'm having such severe side effects to my um, medication at the moment. I have to leave. I cannot be here. Um, so, yeah, that was a fun one. Having to go home and then rather than driving away to Melbourne, I went to my parents' house down the road mm. and just stayed there lying on the sofa for a few hours before I felt straight enough to actually function as a human. It's just like, yeah, it's helping my pain, but... At what cost? I mm. needed to be at work at half, well, half eight in the morning. What? Yeah. They I wasn't say- feeling correct until midday yeah they actually say you should take it six hours before you go to bed because it's if you're getting six hours sleep because it's got a 12 hour half-life yeah, and it's just the worst of the side effects so i was taking it at 6 p.m every night and then getting up at 6 a.m it was okay but nothing better than that <laughs> um anyway we have been rambling for like a, a, a good solid hour uh well, so- we have Yes, so I'm probably going to amble slightly to edging towards a break. We tried this last time and then end up going for another 45. Yeah, I know. I know. That was fun. Yeah, she's probably have a break soon, yeah. And then Ian just went. Yeah, like literally went. That's the great thing. When Ian's here, we can just like, it's like you wind him up and you just let him go. It's like, I think the, I've fallen asleep on this podcast a couple of times, mainly because yes. I've been drinking and smoking. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Bungle has fallen brilliant. asleep on this podcast wow. and I've just been sat here talking inanely to no, myself. No, 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 because no. the time I've done it is when Ian's been here as well and it's just like, nope. just you, you did it on one when it was just me and you because yeah. I, significantly, I significantly remember looking over me like, shit, he's asleep. I oh, that was a run. really early season yeah, one. Yeah, it was a really early one. It was when we were still videoing it. Yeah. which made it even better it's like yep you're just asleep on video sat in the corner just like yeah. eyes closed head very close to the microphone uh, just like, Ben can vouch that I have a great history of just passing out in the middle of doing I, anything I can vouch like, everyone that. can yeah. we like, set up a sk- me and Martin set up a scale X trick around you while you were passed out once the <laughs> and actually I've, ran it or, like the yeah. well, the amount of times I've passed out playing micro machines or yeah. um, oh. well, that was that that was that one time when um, we tied you were sitting in an armchair and we we put a wooden chair on you and yes. tied it to you by putting a jumper around the back of the chair and then we yeah. piled all kinds of shit on it it was and, amazing and you can still see the um, 360 yes. controller clearly in my hand and you were covered in popcorn as well yeah. i remember like the one time we set you up looking like you were playing drums <laughs> uh, at, uh, like it was when martin was living in uh like you my... sat there with a the pair of shades on like holding drumsticks <laughs> Uh, one of my favourite ones, uh, which there's uh, photos of, uh, was... You um, call him Bungaloo. <laughs> it was. It was called Bungaloo. Um, but basically, I'd passed out and there was um, seven lit tea lights about my body. That was me and mine. Um, a onion ring as a yeah. monocle. <laughs> and a framed picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger as Terminator, Terminator 2 living, on my lap. We turned you into a living Arnie shrine. Amazing. Um, so I had a shaved head, so all, one of the candles yeah. was on the very top of my head. We only stopped doing it because Cat was like, Cat just turned was like, you're going to start a fire. If wow. he wakes up, he's going to burn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so yeah, we're going to amble towards the close and then we'll come back, do some little bit more rambling and uh, wrap up. Um, so yeah, we'll be back after this tunage.
We're back. Hello. Back for, back for a bit. A little bit. A little bit at the end. This little bit at the end that we're never really sure what to do with and normally turns into something much longer than it should be. Yeah. That bit. Yeah, basically. So, uh, the music that you were just listening to was a track called Purgatory by... <laughs> now we've got to figure out how to say this name. <laughs> N-jected. So it's N hyphen J E K E T E large capital D. Okay. Injected. It feels like they're trying quite hard there with the name. <laughs> uh, it gets you noticed on uh, the on a, the utubs. Yeah, I suppose so. But I mean, yeah. So anyway, it's a really cool track. It's a remix from Doom, a few mega mix mashup thing of a couple of tracks from the original Doom. Again, OC Remix will post links in the description so you can check out the tunage yourself and more by artists and people on OC Remix. Go listen to music on OC Remix. Do it now. But wait, listen to the rest of this podcast first, and then go do it now. <laughs> So Long don't do it now. Tangent I'm without hold, any hold on, I'm just going to go and listen to some OC remix and then I'll come <laughs> not back. Not you. And, you're you're, oh, you're not listening to the podcast. Well, but you just told me to. You're not listening to it. You're recording it. Oh, difference. Sorry. Yeah. Well, he is listening to you and I talk, which technically means he is I listening to part of the podcast. I got. I thought it was don't listening to the podcast. Don't split infinitives with me. Am I in the podcast? Am I just listening to it? Is you this, are the. Podcast. Am I listening to it live? I don't understand. You are the podcast. Um, this isn't the podcast you're looking for. Um, things you shouldn't <laughs> say in regards to podcast. This my... isn't the podcast you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Just open the podcast with, Welcome to Rambling Vapors. This isn't the podcast you're looking for. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> my reality is just crumbling in front of my... Jeez. Uh, so, um, yeah, I just wanted to... Um, at you Wanted just to... verbal diarrhea what? at you for like you... another 20 minutes uh, yeah. no like there the was the one last thing I wanted to ask your opinion because I didn't actually get to ask you on Sunday uh-huh. so what do you guys think of Thor I loved it really good I really enjoyed yeah. it okay cool it wasn't just me it wasn't just me no no definitely yeah. not yeah. It, it, it definitely had that um, Guardians kind of fun yes yeah. exactly well, like kind of fun campy silly um, space opera Guardians of the Galaxy feel yeah, yeah. absolutely well the guy who directed it was the same guy who did um, What We Do in the Shadows um, yes which yeah. is a really really funny yeah. film about three vampires living in New Zealand yeah and um, the director actually plays one of the vampires yes uh, he also is one of the characters in Thor yeah he's Korg isn't he the, the, big the guy who's made of rock yeah, yeah. Uh, oh so, Brew okay. that's he why he's was... like oh Brew what's wrong okay he yeah, was the one he's a, part of the film he's... that actually irritated the fuck out of me that's actually <laughs> the director yeah uh, see I like if it had been any other accent I could have dealt with it huh. but he's just a chilled out Kiwi man it it sounded verging on South African. Yeah, but they, those two accents are not that far apart. Yeah. No, they're that. not. They're not. But it it just the I difference is one vowel sound basically. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I thought it was great. Yeah. It was it was a lot like it was really really fun. Just yeah. just like more so than any of the the other Thor films have been. It you know. 
it kind of set everything at a really cool backdrop, really hyper-coloured, and that, mm. that same kind of almost psychedelic level of colour that Guardian br- Guardians brings. Yeah, well. and like yeah. the the setting of Sakaar I thought was great. And, and Jeff Goldblum Jeff was Goldblum. such an inspired oh, choice. He, he's just so good for playing like a, uh, I, don't, a I don't know, just like a super he, smug he, kind of... Uh, well, not just that, he played that character, like, I thought, incredibly Jewish. Like, I know he is Jewish and he plays a lot, like, he does play up to that yeah. a little bit, but, like, I thought just the little bit, like, you know, when he was the beginning where he's, like, the cousin with the melty stick. Yeah. I, yeah, I suppose so. Just some of the little mannerisms, it really, I thought I thought it was really, really well done. I yeah. Really oh, yeah, funny. yeah, absolutely. No, I, it was, it was great. Um, There's loads of, loads of really funny moments. I, I felt like a couple of the bits fell a bit flat like uh, that that kind of moment where um um uh, thor and hulk are in the room and then um what's the face the, the valkyrie the valkyrie she shows up and then and then thor introduces himself and she turns around and then he's like trying to put his elbow against that thing and then just kind of like yeah. his, i i just felt like that was that was a bit like too that was a bit friends yeah yeah it was just a bit can sitcom I, I, yeah i know what you mean a bit cringy but, um the there were lots of genuinely very funny moments the valkyrie from westworld no she's the you know the exec that sleeps with the robot yes yes yeah, that's her oh okay yeah all right. Yeah. Naomi pointed that out to me. I was like, "No, oh I, god, yeah, yeah." I didn't, I didn't recognize her at all, but I thought she was good. Yeah, I thought she was fantastic. Um, I thought she was one of the great things about there the film. There are lots of good characters. I, I didn't twig that that was um, Kate Blanchett. Is it Kate Blanchett? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I did not twig no, that. Was I, 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 I clocked that pretty much immediately. But I mean, like, I, it just, I, it just completely went over my head. I was just like, really? When uh, it came out, I was like. It, in hindsight, yeah, of course, but at the time, just yeah. yeah. But, uh, actually, the only thing that kind of annoyed me about it was um, how tropey um, Carl Urban's character was. <laughs> so tropey. It was like the classic kind of like Naomi didn't twig that was Carl Urban. Until we yeah, <laughs> I mean, he just has such. He he just has that. It's I don't know what I think. It's like the mustache and like the yeah. weird shape of his mustache. And I, I just, don't know why, but. Like I know it's because he was in Lord of the Rings and it's some yeah. weird by proxy association, but him playing that character in there reminded me of that lead big Uruk that reports directly to Saruman Sar- right. in the first couple of films. Yeah, it was just the same kind of style. Like he was played that character kind of. Yeah, it, it, I don't know but it was the like. classic kind of like um, a guy who's ostensibly on the side of good, and then and then the evil takes over, and then he he he's weak willed, so he. Ends up just like I thought his redemption being... arc could have literally been left out on the film. Oh my god! But it. I've seen, but you know that kind of redemption thing. I I feel like I've that's one of those things where like I feel like I've seen it a thousand times yeah, before, completely, and it's very tired. And I and thought that... I thought the whole thing, the way they played it out, was really trite as well with yeah. the guns and just yeah, 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 definitely. And the amount of rounds he fired out of those M sixteens <laughs> was just ridiculous. It was like uh, just yeah. Just that's two drum mags you should be having on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. That At certainly least. wasn't like thirty round yeah. fucking mag. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. 
But I did think that that actual end fight scene, like the whole thing as a, a uh, as a, a as an in, a whole entity, was really really good. Yeah. Like the stuff with Thor when he kind of like super saiyan and was just like yeah. slamming down mm. the lightning. The the actual direction and everything was really really good, considering that was like pretty much all just done on a green screen set yeah. entirely. Like it worked really really well. Yeah. I yeah so I think I definitely the best of the Thor films probably in my top 5 of the MCU films mm. Mm. like my top 5 are probably not in this particular order the first Avengers yeah Winter yep. Soldier yeah um yep. Guardians 1 mhm probably a toss up between Guardians 2 or and I'm really reticent to say because I wanted to hate the film, but Doctor Strange. Right. I yeah. yeah. I love Doctor Strange. I thought yeah. it was fucking brilliant. I, I, I like. I hate. I at first I hated the casting of Cumberbatch because right. I was sick to the fucking back teeth of seeing Bramble Bush Cumberbun every <laughs> fucking where. Bumble Dick Cottage Path. Fuck it. Like that's the only redeeming factor of Bendy Batch Cantibum, whatever. Yeah. Like it's just his name is hilarious and he looks yeah. like a lizard person yeah there's a great meme which but, is basically his face but even more stretched out to make it look even more alien this is hello I am here to act in your looks at gigantic hand human movies <laughs> <laughs> um, amazing but yeah I, I love Doctor Strange yeah. and that whole the whole kind of um interdimensional travel um psychedelic bit about three quarters of the way through oh man yeah it, that was it, it was, that was visually in, spectacular it was intense. yeah it was but i really yeah i really like that as a film as the, well my like so the only thing i think i still think they should have cast someone a bit older for doctor strange and mm. like mine and naomi's dream cast for it like who we really wanted to see sega was, Dreamcast. <laughs> Which uh, the the interestingly sidebar the arcade version of the Dreamcast the arcade yeah. level chip was called the Sega Naomi. Wow! Yeah, I did not know there that. There was a Naomi and a Naomi too. Anyway, who was your dream? Uh, Oded Farah. I don't know who that is. Um, the first Mummy film. He's the tribal guy. Yes. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Mm-hmm. I thought he would have been a really cool casting. Right. Yeah. I could see that. Like, I I just... It was just, like, he's got the comic timing to work in that kind of Marvel little bit pithy type stuff because he did it really well in The Mummy. Mm. He's got a very, very, like, dark mystique about him. Naturally, Mm. he's got that natural aura of a little bit... Just that... uh, Yeah, just a little bit of mystique about him. Yeah. Which would have worked really well with the character. Yeah. I think... A, a non-white choice would have actually lent a bit more because uh, especially with the eastern mysticism that's very intrinsic with his character it would have been an interesting way to mm. kind of connect him further to those roots mm. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah I just think it would have been really really but other like you know I don't get me wrong I thought Cumberbatch was great mm. and the film was visually just one of the most intense spectacles that I've seen on cinema yeah well you're talking of dream casting who would you have want to have been to be playing Cable in Deadpool 2 Ron Perlman yeah Ron Perlman Ron Perlman would have been perfect yeah completely 
like Ron Perlman. Like, was that who you were thinking of? Yeah. So, so yeah, no, I'm completely Perlman. on the same page because hmm. I didn't know that. Like, but my immediate thing was just like, who's like either Ron Perlman or Kevin Nash. Kevin Nash yeah, would work. Kevin I could Nash, see like, that. They yeah. are both big, tall, big dudes with grey hair. Mm-hmm. They naturally are already like 50% of the way there. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Um, what's actually... So, the next thing on the Marvel Cinematic Universe thing is the Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah, which so. I'm quite looking forward to actually mm. yeah I think they've got Black Panther then it's Infinity Wars it's kind of insane how well they've actually managed to pull this off really yeah yeah they're doing alright the, the shit like if you just look at it on law of averages mm. more than just Spider-Man Homecoming should have been a bit and Iron Man 2 should have been a bit duff yeah like they've reached a level of consistency in filmmaking which is kind of scary it almost makes me think to a degree that we literally are now like factory programmed to consume hmm. a particular like yeah well we've got them we've this is it's all been all of media to this point has been culminating to a bit where they can say right you're going to watch this and you're going to watch it a lot mm-hmm. oh because we can just farm the shit to you now yeah yeah <laughs> I, mean, I didn't I didn't hate Iron Man 2 I didn't I think... hate it but it's not the strongest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe no, no. but yeah. I didn't that the one with Mickey Rourke is the bad yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, like but, three is brilliant. I think three is like uh, really, really I'm good. Not as enamoured with three, I'll be honest. Ah, oh, see, I like three. I like the. It's the that's one where they touch on his alcoholism, isn't it? Um, actually, no, I think it was more machine. two. Was that two? Yeah, like the the, the party American? where he, they're at the party and he's like just yeah. massively hammered. Oh, mm. three's the one with um, fucking Mandarin. Yeah, three's yeah. the that, one. That's, that's one thing that pissed me off was that. Three was the right. one that was set post the Avengers, so he was like really struggling with everything that happened yeah. with the Avengers, almost like a PTSD type thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I didn't like how the they best had Iron Man movie. film though was Civil War. Uh, yeah, Civil War. That was the best Iron Man film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Civil War was good. Civil War was great. I'm not a big. I'm not a big. Uh, I'm I know. Not, not I'm not big Cap. on Captain America. Yeah, I remember. Talking I find to him. This. I find him quite a dull character. I've got to be honest, and quite a quite a one dimensional, not two, well, not one dimensional, maybe two dimensional, um, character, and he it, well, he just doesn't, he just doesn't do it for me really. I find almost every other Marvel character more interesting than him. Yeah, well, like he has got a fairly straightforward arc in the grand scheme of Marvel, but it's a it's a very solid arc that serves a very distinct purpose yeah. and he does like he does he does kind of fill that Marvel vacuum for that righteous just true symbol of good that DC yeah. have with Superman which is inherently by itself boring but yeah. I do believe that there is a, a, a distinct place for that in any, any comic franchise I think when you traditional comic when you weave anyway. Captain America into the full picture I can see how he's a necessary element yeah but on its 
on its own, Captain America and also Superman, neither of those. Oh yeah, no, I completely agree have ever Superman. interested me in any but way. I think the only reason I'm probably a little bit more biased on Captain America is because of some of his la- like some of the bits where he, you know, goes rogue and is no longer working for Shield. Mm-hmm. The, that adds a little bit more depth and complexity to the character. Yeah. Um, but that's obviously not really translated that much into the the movies and the cinematic universe. Although I think they're going to play a bit more upon because they did in Civil War with him siding with Bucky and that's like him like you know being like no I'm not always just going to fall in line with the the yeah. be your beacon of right I'm going to do what I think is yeah. right I think that's and yeah. I think that's what you, you sometimes miss with Captain America and that's where Captain America and Superman differ like mm. Superman sticks to very much like the, the societal right and is very like unwilling to go against that societal conception of right mm-hmm. whereas Captain America is works on his own internal sense of justice yeah. and he does what he believes is right and yes I don't know why I'm doing this thing with my hand it's stop, stop chopping your leg man it's I feel yeah. like you're going to cut right through it <laughs> but yeah that's that's where I think the distinction lies between Superman uh, and, and uh yeah Captain America. Yeah. I want a fucking I know she's not Ms. Marvel anymore but Captain Marvel film. That's what I really want right now out of the franchise. Because just Captain Marvel, like Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers is a really interesting character. Mm-hmm. There's the whole like who is she raped by and the X-Men kind of like were like okay with it and like held it. Oh it's really fucked up. It's like one of the most little fucked up arcs in Marvel. It'd be interesting if a supernova makes an appearance as well. They've not mentioned her up until this point. Him. Him, sorry. I like he's pretty powerful. So I don't Not really all his power comes from that fucking helmet. Mm. I might be getting mistaken then with someone else, one of the like outer space guys. Yeah. Supernova yeah, no, can he's... basically he can basically travel incredibly high speeds, courtesy of this helmet that can basically predict where things are going to be getting in his way and if he gets the flash of red he knows he needs to react okay Um, enables him to take in all the information flying basically through galaxies okay maybe he is the one I'm thinking of he crashes to the the start of uh, Avengers vs X-Men Last th- last thing before we kind of like properly amble to a close, um, the one character I wish they bring in, which I know they won't, because he's just ridiculous, is Captain Britain. Uh, Captain yes. Britain. Oh, Have you never read about Captain? No, he gets a- his powers from Merlin. Excellent. Is, is a- I love it already. Yeah. <laughs> is there actually a Captain Canada as well? I'm not sure, but I know there's definitely Captain Britain. Know, he's yeah. played like Captain Canada role. has such a nice alliteration to it. I feel like that. I feel like he has to exist purely for it the name. It sounds like a South Park concoction. Yeah. yeah Terrence Captain and Canada, yeah. Captain Canada, buddy. <laughs> I'm not your buddy, guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's it. Dear man, stopping what you're doing. It's not very nice. And we've <laughs> suddenly lost our entire Canadian viewership. No. All one of them. <laughs> that's the anyway. entire population of Northern Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think I think we shall. Uh, we've been going for a while. It's been like another twenty minutes. <laughs> so I think I'm gonna amble amble things towards a close. I think we're gonna. You said that twenty minutes ago. I know. Yeah. I said that twenty minutes ago. Yeah, you uh, did. Um, it, I did say when we start this segment, this is what this segment is. It's me trying to close the podcast off, not really knowing how to do it, being very. Terrible at it, so just deciding to talk inanely again for a while. Um, 
But we'll You'd be back. Thought about the amount of episodes we've done that we'd be able to know how to do <sighs> this. Nah. Can't sign on. Can't close it. The bit in the middle's fine. I mean, a lot of uh, a lot of podcasts I've listened to, they just kind of just kind of fade out. Yeah. So I listened to like Wrestling Observer podcast oh, yeah. and uh, Brian Alvarez. Um, like when he's doing Wrestling Observer Live or Wrestling mm. Observer Radio, he's mm. just like, right. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you in a while. Uh-huh. And it just ends. It's yeah. so abrupt. I think having a consistent... Um, yeah, no, no. A consistent phrase where you go, yeah. Yeah, you know that's the end. Yeah. So, and that's I think the way I'll... the news goes. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you can't use that one. No. no. Um. Anyway, I think that's it's anyway. That's just my two cents. I think it, the word is anyway, because I'm just like, I have no good se- segue, so I just say anyway. Anyway. Anyway, we're off. We'll Cheerio. see you next time. We'll Bye. be back. We'll be back in whenever. Whenever you got two in a really quick succession, so Bye. You know, I think it's okay. hopefully we'll try and do one uh, the early December before you go off to Japan. Japan. Yes, and then we'll do one when you get back. Be like Japan. Th- yes, as they say in Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Japan. Yeah, that's uh, literally how you slot when you like Japan. Yeah, yeah, they love it. Yep. Well, Nihon you would. Da. They're from Japan. Capcom is Japanese. J- Japan. My teacher voice. Look, my Mac, my MacBook is really fucking sensitive on the trackpad. All right. So, are so you're you currently recording. Yes. Fine. You're actually recording. Yeah. No, I'm definitely recording. I'm watching it move. Okay. The worst part is I was staring at it and I knew it wasn't moving, but I. Swear, Anyway, if you fucking be quiet, I'm going to explain what's going on right now. It's basically Kyle managed to hit stop. Nero, Nero. we're going to get my name right. Not if you fuck up like this again. Still uh, my goddamn name. <laughs> Nero fucked up and hit stop um, a little bit too soon. We did record a little outro and saying goodbye and shit. Um, so we're I, gonna I'd do that said again. the word Japanese because ja- I was no, trying Japanese. Was, yeah, and basically, it was like Japanese. Japanese. <laughs> so Japan's yeah. knees. Uh, and rather than trying to actually merge it together, um, I thought I'd use my teacher voice to tell him off. Yeah, thanks uh, for being a twat. Look, um, the trackpad's really sensitive. Teachers don't say twat to their students. I didn't what know, man. Did, did you go, go to, to school in uh, um, South East London? No. Infantin Village College. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What of it? That's what happens. Oh. In I real schools. Sorry. Like Cheston. Yeah. Real for schools. For the fucking scum. <laughs> Stop gatekeeping education. I can't even remember what, what we were talking about when I said Japanese. Uh, we were talking about um, game stuff. I did a whole Capcom. thing about Konami. Being, oh, yeah, yeah, Konami. Yeah, and then I mentioned Konami being massive in Vegas and running a lot of the uh, slot machines, but I can't be asked to go over that again. So They make yeah. a lot of slot machines. Make, the slot they slot make, machines yeah, Capcom slot... No, Konami, Konami slot machines. And they have a massive fucking uh, office there. So, yeah. Um, but that brings this week's episode to a close. Yes, that's what you said. We'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, and getting this far oh yeah. yes and I inferred that anyone that had actually listened to this nonsense for this long had maybe some mental difficulties that they needed to seek professional well, help for if you did actually like the podcast obviously leave us a rate and review on iTunes yes, really yes. Help. Uh, you can also email us at, at Nero with a zero at ramblingvapors.com uh, bungle assume- at ramblingvapors.com or our old email is still active 
for a bit, which is ramblingvapors at gmail.com, but don't use that one. It's old. I need to update our outro so it actually has the right fucking email address on it. Yay. Just just overdub. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm literally just going to overdub it, even though it's going to be a completely different voice. Ah, that sounds fine. It'll yeah. be fine. Yeah. Seamless. Like, Seamless. And email us on rambling vapors. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, we're off. See you like next time. Cheerio. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our time together today on this tumultuous journey through minds so distorted they barely qualify as such. Please do join us again in another time, at another place, for another glimpse into the profoundly strange and fascinating world of the rambling vapors. Release. If you would like to contact either Nero or Bungle with comments, suggestions for topics, or just to say hey, please drop them a line at ramblingvapors at gmail.com. But be prepared, as your sanity may come into question upon reading their response. I do recording test. Number nine. So. Number uh, nine. Uh, <laughs> number so, nine. So. So, right. Yeah. No, no. No, right is the right game. So I say right, he says right, you no, say right. Because, we go, cause, oh, it no. goes left. Sorry, yeah. So I say right, you say right, he's, and we go round and round because it's a good way to get a baseline levels across everyone. Okay. All right. 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 Okay, that'll do. Normally, Kyle fucks up. Nero. Fucks I'm getting. Up. I'm getting a lot better, actually. I do need to concentrate. Right, let's give some more. Talk, 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 tal